it's a science to success. Right. You know, right. and people just don't understand it. They try to skip these steps, and skipping these steps make you lose something, and you right. don't understand what it. You know, like how you did it. But with us, we was understanding actually what we was doing. That's why people was like, "How y'all keep doing it?" Is because it's a science, and we just keep. We had a formula. Yeah, we had a formula. We just keep sticking with it. With it. With it. Yes, indeed. Only in New Orleans, baby. Shaboy, wild way. They go jump on shorty. Bitch, what we been doing? Okay. A little ginger beer. Oh, you know. And I'm just shooting. You know, we eating and drinking here. That's yes. what we do. Yeah, we about to kick off the Wild Wayne Unchained podcast. Uh, first, we're gonna shout out Martell, send us some libations. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, we're gonna shout out Crazy Waffle Bar. That's right. Mm-hmm. Man, send us all kind of great vittles. We got some chicken and waffles. We got some. Um, Cream cheese infused with Jack Honey waffles, some beignet waffles. We got all of the goods, um, and, and we did that because we got some special guests in the building. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. None other than Partners in Crime. He is seeing yes, the yes, yes, baby. Kango and Mina back to back. Yeah, mm-hmm. back, back to back. And, and, and this is part two. This is part two. We kick mm-hmm. it off part two um, because we could not. In any far stretch of the imagination, put everything in part one. Right. Uh-huh. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, we can talk about a lot of things in part one," but the story is so full and rich, and there's a lot of things I didn't know. Uh, and we just got a little portion of it in part one. So big shout out to all our subscribers, all the folks that listen all across the country, all across the world, because um, we got hits in, in, in other countries. You know, mm-hmm. we, we get the little geographics right. on right. it. Yes. We international. Um, yeah, we international players with this. That's right. Uh, but I'm Wild Way. I'm Charlie P. Hustle. Ha ha. Gotcha. There I'm Sean Roy, your man from Shrewsbury. You know. <laughs> Charlie P. Hustle. Yeah, he went yeah. back to the old school Charlie P. Hustle. Well, you know, I, I did that because, because you know, Partners in Crime has such a rich history. You know, I just want to throw some of my history in there. You know, okay. that's all. Okay. You okay. Throw know? it in there. But I will tell you this about the first podcast that we had with these guys. They were very forthcoming. Yeah. They were very honest. They were very upfront. Right. You know, and I was getting a lot of phone calls, getting a lot of text messages. People saying, man, I didn't know that. Right. Man, right. you got to be kidding me. Right. You bullshit, man. They really did. They really did. Walter Mama showed up at the show. Right. 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 That, was, you know, that was crazy. You right. mean to tell me, Mina said, I ain't going back to uh, Baton Rouge. I'm mm-hmm. coming to New Orleans. Right. I right. said, man, look, let me tell y'all something. What those right. guys are telling y'all the truth. Right. We got to control the narrative. Right, if someone to. else was telling this story, you guys wouldn't get that in depth. You, mm-hmm. wouldn't, you wouldn't get that deep with them. Yeah. They may scratch the surface and tell you what they want to know, but here, put it it's all, all gloves off, man. And hey, you know what? <clears throat> I, I, obviously, we've been running together for many years, since, yeah. since you first started, right, obviously. Right. But in preparing yourself to do these podcasts, you watch videos, you read some different articles, because you never know somebody might have a little nugget that you didn't know about. Right. I don't think y'all was as forthcoming with any of those other interviews 
At that part nah. one, loud. Nah, I mean we. Ooh. I mean, I guess it's the atmosphere, and then it's. It's that's why I love your podcast right. so much it's because it's mainly like we're just having a conversation, right. just chilling. Right. 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 A lot of other things are actually scripted. You know, a lot of people they come to us and they say, "Okay, I want to ask you this question." Question I one. Ask you that. Question so two. It's question like, three. Yeah. So right. when you asking those questions, something is gonna left get left, left out, out in between right. 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 of why, uh-huh. I, how did I get to that part right. in my life? Right. You know, you're just asking about that part and how did that, what did I do and you know what being was so going general, on at that right. time. Right. Yeah, just being general. But that's that's why we called it unchained. There's no right. notes. I mean, if you look at if whenever you guys out there in the listening world actually get to look at some clips, right. there's no uh, 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 laptops. Script. Yeah, there's no, no script. None and of this. None I, of that. I, I get away from that because you know I have a my hard drive remembers a lot of things. Right. Uh, and and I think the essence of a great conversation mm-hmm. is that it's not scripted. Right. And, and you never really know where it's gonna go. Right. Um. And and I think that's what happened in part one. So I was excited to to get more history uh, about partners of crime. There was a lot of lessons, right. and we've interviewed a number of times before. But, right. but number that one was definitely really, yeah, yeah, it. Was on. right, right. And I can't wait to get more. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's get. It. Let's get it. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast, and you know what kept sticking out in my head? I went back and I listened to the song, mm-hmm. and you guys actually say. Upper level, upper level, take, take four. four. Right now, you know how it go. Right, mm-hmm. what is upper level? Upper level was the label that we were gonna be on after we left Big Boy Records. Not upper level, take four. No, yeah, that's what up, it says. Up, see, the listen, song, listen. On we the say, song, it, it says, upper level, take four, because Jubilee was on the song. Oh. So upper, upper level, level was Precise's label, Precise's label, okay. and that's what we were so gonna do a deal when with. When we left Big Precise. Boy Records. We were going to do a deal with Precise on his label called Upper Level Records. So he was going to have us and the Ghetto Twins. Okay. And he and was Mr. doing <clears throat> his deal that he had, the way his deal was structured, he was coming up on the Rap-A-Lot. Right? Mm-hmm. It was a joint venture. It was a joint venture with Rap-A-Lot. So that album was actually going to be put out through Upper Level Rap-A-Lot. Okay. So when we did the contract with Sice, Sice went to Rap-A-Lot. You know, we told him we wanted a certain amount of money. Mm. We didn't get that amount. We only got a, you know, So did a y'all go to the ranch and... Yeah, yeah we went to the ranch. Prince I'll tell you something about this. We took that ride. Yeah, we took that ride. Jay Prince... How was that? It was awesome, bro. Jay Prince was one of the realest dudes I could ever say I ever met. Was right. it inspiring? You know what I mean? Yeah. Very inspiring. He was very, very honest with us. Right. Okay. You know, forthcoming about everything, how he felt about our music. Right. What did he say? How he felt about us as men, how he felt about us as business. You know what I mean? Okay. And his words was, I love y'all. You know what I mean? I love y'all partners crying like the music y'all make. <laughs> if you, if you, know you uh, checked out his book that he put out, you know. Respect. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 it's a great uh, book. Yeah, he spoke about, you know, us being a part of his, you uh-huh. know, mm-hmm. the artists that he's dealt with. And I thought I was honored because we wasn't actually signed to rap a lot. Right. But, you know, just the business we done with rap a lot, he respected us enough to even <clears throat> mention our name as being artists right. that was under right. his label. So, you know, I, I, I totally respect that. Because we do have a project that's under rap a lot, too. But we'll yeah. talk about that when we get to it. Okay, right. so uh, that was supposed to be with Sice, Upper Level, Rap a Lot. Right. Um, and that song that y'all put out during that time was New Orleans Block, Block Party, which was a huge which record. A huge hit. Yeah. Which is still one of my, one of my favorite songs, right, right. right? One of my favorite. Like yep. people still love that record, right? And the thing about that is, how many years ago was that? Uh, about twenty seven. It was ninety seven. We dropped it. 
So that's 22? 22 years 22 ago. Years it's ago. funny. Mike Dean, who did it? Mike Dean or Precise? No, or no, well, no, Precise no, did it. Precise did that, did that album. album. Okay. Yeah, Mike Dean did the, the album we did when we okay. was with Rap a lot. Okay. Now, but that's later on later in our on. career. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't I didn't think you guys would have a favorite song. Yeah, I have a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like some songs, Partners of Crime, maybe some right. of them. I just I like some stuff that like never even all. made it to, to you know yeah, we, to, to, to getting put out like right. you know it's just I like I like some stuff you know? so, the, so what you saying the catchphrase in that song was the giving me love right yeah at the end of New Orleans Block Party mm-hmm. she's giving you're me giving love giving me love oh love okay. she's giving me love come on oh love <laughs> yeah you know what I mean when <laughs> so. And some people have taken that part of the song and like made a new song out of it. I mean, right. even Frank Frank Ocean used to open yeah, the show with it. Yeah, he opened the show with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people didn't know where it came from, but yes, it's Partners in Crime. And, and you know what was interesting? That yeah. that part of the song was like about your mom. Yeah, right. about my mom. She's Giving Me Love originally was thought of as being like this song with a choir where, you know, when I sing, she's giving me love in the morning, oh, love, love at night. She's giving me love in the evening. She's struggling to fight. You know what I mean? It was thought of to be a song like that. But during the time... It should still be. Yeah, it should still be. (laughs) But during during the time when we made the song, we didn't have the resources to pull the choir in. Right, right. So we did it in a way that we feel like yep. still could have got into right. that song. Yeah, degraded, yeah, degraded into that song. And wow. plus... Um, it was just dope, man. It was, yeah. it was a dope it's concept. It's still dope. Yeah, it but then changed. it was doing the era as to where as we, we can were, do it we right here in Pop Studios. Right. So we can record it here. <laughs> right. Trouble right. Shorty playing behind it. Right. See Smith on the track. Right. But uh, it actually... Which is about, I'm getting off track, sorry. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reel um, me in, reel me in. Even though we did that song, um, I know you remember when we used to be in the underground, yeah. and uh, I think his name was Thaddeus, Thaddeus. that went to Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, he used uh-huh. to be scratching on his ass and sitting in the park waiting for you. Mm-hmm. He, did, yeah. song. he did the he, singing, the beat, the, the beat, beat. Yeah. Yeah. the scratches, the one-man band. They used to have a Browns beat playing behind him, right? But this was way before, you know, that, you know, our music era came about because I wasn't even on wax back then, right? Right. But I used to listen to it and be like, God damn, man. He's singing all these greatest songs off of, off of this Brown Beat and Trigger Man. But nobody wanted to sing. Everybody wanted to be a rapper. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. So when I did do the songs, he was encouraging me to sing them over the bounce beats. And he like, man, you think that shit, it sound good. You think it don't, I'm telling you, it sound good. Right. So when we did implement that in with the bounce music, mm-hmm. it created a whole new genre of R&B, R&Bounce. See, bro, rhythm and y'all bounce don't understand music. the therapy that went through with You Kango didn't have nobody to, else that was singing over listen, the bounce beats right. like that before that time. For, for Kango to do what he was doing, bro, I'm telling him we used to have tea with honey and... Yeah, <laughs> get it so right. I was, I was about to ask that. We used to go about, through some things to get them. them I was songs, about to ask that. What is a creative session like with Partners in Crime? It's very, very creative. It's, it's very, conversation. Very it's, it's, conversation. It's a lot of conversation. Like. Conversation and, and and mental thinking. Right. Because everything that we do, from Pull you know, up. even us knowing uh, in our past, we knew right, that right. Uh, we knew that we had the power of the tongue. So everything that we did from that point on, we. 
had to think about it. And, do Do you guys yeah. take separate roads in your creative process? Do, do you say, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna handle this part," and Mike say, "I'm gonna handle this part." Well, no, basically, well, I mean, it comes up I'm as a vibe. This, part. this is how it goes. If we're in the studio, if we don't come, sometimes we'll come there with a vibe already, mm-hmm. like with the hook already. We want, you know, what we want to say or whatever, mm-hmm. and then we'll build a beat around gotcha. that. Okay. But a lot of times, we just actually going in the studio with our drink, just chilling. Saying, man, uh, if I had a girl, I'd do this, or I'd yeah, make a song this way. Right. And he'd yeah, be like, okay, well, think about this. Think about your girl going out and cheating on you, but yeah. coming back home, you know what I mean, because of this or whatever. So we take wow. concepts, right. and, and then, then we'll say, you know what, that's fire, right. like, because that's reality. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What, what like, they can relate to. And right. I think that's really the essence of really great music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool to talk about the cars or whatever, yeah, right. with the money, but like those things are faddish, right, right? Right. The songs that stand the test of time are real life stuff right. and stuff that piques your emotion right. in one way or another. Things right. That people right. can really relate to that. They they go through in their own lives. Like you know, what I'm saying that's what make a difference. So y'all y'all did. Uh, uh, I'm still trying to stay on the timeline. Uh-huh. So what happened after uh, the upper level take four rap a lot? After the we, we after the rapper, after it, the rap a lot thing didn't go through, we uh you know we was already doing business with Rob Shaw. Rob Shaw was the guy like we told you. In, he was half of Big Boy, yeah, right? Doing a Big Boy yeah. thing. Uh-huh. He was the one that was taking us on the road, and he offered us the opportunity to like almost to like be a partner. Okay. With him you know, and South Coast. With him and South Coast. So he was kind of giving us our executive experience. So he already had South Coast? Well, no. he started South, he started he started South Coast, Coast when he left after Big Boy. Big Boy. But once he left. Sice started up a level, and then Rob had the idea to start South, South Coast. Coast. But uh-huh. Sice had his thing going before the South Coast thing. Right. So during that time, while we were still trying to work the deal out with Sice and the upper level thing, Rob was trying to do, he was getting South, South Coast. Coast off the uh-huh. ground. So <laughs> you, when we when we didn't do the upper level thing, Rob was like, okay, since y'all not doing that with him, I want to offer y'all to come in with me to executive Listen, produce these albums. You, you got to understand this. So you get your EP? You know, I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay. When, when, when you're making a decision on, you know, it's almost like Kanye did with, you know, I guess with, with, with when he did the thing with Dame and Jay Z, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? When it came down to it, it was like when we had to make a decision, you know, like where we want to go. We want to go somewhere that we made the magic with, and the person that we made the magic with was actually Sice. He was mm-hmm. the producer. We was the artist. Right. So we felt like if we're gonna go somewhere, let's go where uh, the, the chemistry, the production, like you know what yeah. I'm saying. But when the deal didn't go 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 down, and Sice, I mean, um, Rob understood that. He understood like you know our whole mind frame on right. Our decision on what we was doing wasn't like we was being unloyal uh, with anyone. We were just right. going. What well, we thought would be best for us. Yeah, what we thought would be best for us. So you know, when 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 Rob said he even wanted to do the South Coast thing, he was like, "Let's do it." He was like, "You know, I want y'all to come in as like like my business partners." You know what I'm right. saying? Because we started this from ground up with no artists. No the artists. only artists mm-hmm. was partners, partners in crime. In crime yeah. So we had to go out and get production artists the whole nine. So, so who did y'all use for production since Precise was still full, on the upper level? We went got full, full pack. pack. Okay. Yeah. So you went got Legend, fast. Yeah, we got yeah. full Not pack. Mine. So we was yeah, using fast. full pack around that time. Yeah, I think well. we did a little uh, sinister. 
Okay. Around that time. We was kind of working with set, well, well, we was already working with Full Pack right. in the mix of when we met Sinister. We, we met, met Sinister, Sinister and yeah. then we just started working with Sinister but, as well as C Smith, artists like that. We started but, working with them in the mix of working with Full Pack full first. Pack, right. It, so, it's cool. It's cool that you guys are keeping it in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean man. you all you all were hot. Yeah, you could have went mean, out we and got producer from anywhere. From anywhere right? Right? We had a lot of people but, that were kept it homegrown. And the thing about it is we went and got full pack because we knew that full pack was able to provide a certain sound that right. funk that funk yeah. and that sound that you know we were looking for that we were used to <laughs> when we did when we first started south coast of course we were going to drop the new orleans block party with precise right mm -hmm. so we just took that song right. and said no we're going to drop it on south coast but we never changed the upper level take four oh. because we had, because okay. we had okay. recorded okay. it already yeah it sounded so, good we just yeah it sounded it. good so we just rolled with it plus we didn't mind putting the upper level in there because sice was still doing his thing with rap a lot with the ghetto twins were upper right. level right. so it wasn't no hard feelings as to where sice felt like Okay, y'all not with right. me. Take my name. No, Sice, like, Sice, Sice gave us his yeah. best wishes. Like once we didn't um, decide to go that route, he, was he like, even told us take it. Take I mean, it. he had a right to say, "Well, no, I produced this with y'all. I don't want y'all to take it. We got to come to some type of agreement." Right. But Sice he was like, "No, man, y'all do y'all thing." Do thing I'm going to throw this you know? out in the atmosphere right now. Mm -hmm. In season three, we are going to do a podcast with Full Pack. Oh, because yes. I think you it's must. really important yeah. for people to know their contributions to the New Orleans music right, scene. Yes. I have Legends. mad respect for Fest right. and, and Don Juan. Right. I'm just putting right. that out there because sometimes if you don't say these things, they don't right. happen. They don't I'm happen. Putting, right. I'm, you I'm, speak I'm it making, out. I want this there. to manifest for season three. We have right. full pack because I know the other bad thing, I know Fest has some it's, health yeah, issues. Right. Yeah, right. Um, and, and I want to make sure... You know, right. we, we get that story, story right. from him you authentically. Should. You right? should. Give him um, his flowers while she's still so alive. Look, we when we did the South Coast thing, remember, Rob, we didn't have any artists. All we had was Partners in Crime. Right. So we put out the Partners in Crime album. Then we figured, how could we? They're gonna come running. Maximize. Well, how could we maximize the label? Right. So that we can look like we have a camp. So what did you do? So what we did was we took our friends. We also took Primetime. Prime Remember, Primetime was mm -hmm. a part of Partners in Crime. Right. Made we him brought Primetime back into the, the mix As a solo artist. and made him a solo artist. That's where we got Red Hot Pepper Boy. No, that's where no, we got we Tell Me Why. Tell Me Why. Tell Me Why. Tell Me Why. Yeah, all right. See, Let Prime, me get into Prime, this. Prime, Prime, okay. Prime, yeah. Prime stayed going to jail. Right. So as he go to jail, we have to finish the album off. Yeah. He started, y'all finished. He yeah. start, he'll he's, start, he'll start, but we, we finished, finish and then when he came home, within that little period of time when he was in there, he put a little polishing <laughs> on it, but the thing about it was we knew the single had to be Partners in, Partners in Crime was the whole drive of everything, Right. so we had to give him another Partners in Crime Some. single, but we couldn't come right back to back with another Partners in Crime album. So Tell Me Why was the big record. Tell right. Me Why was the big record, but Primetime so, wasn't on it. So how did that happen? Because he was because in jail. Because he was in jail. <laughs> right. So how did y'all work? With, how did y'all get with Miss T on that record? Because yes, she was with Cash Money. She yeah. had went with. She was with Untouchable at the time. She had just oh, left. She Cash was with Untouchable. Now listen, Miss T was right. in deep now. Miss T was mm -hmm. in retirement at this time because retirement because she was like twenty three. She's a female. She's a female artist. Right. Right. She was going through a struggle as a, you know. It's hard for females, pretty much in the hip hop world. Cash Money had kind of kept going, and not really. So she went to Untouchable. She did some things with Untouchable. That what, wasn't working. Who's that, Al Rock? Yeah, Al Rock. Yeah, right. So uh -huh. that, that wasn't working for us. So she was like, I'm not doing music no more. So mm. I'm in a firecracker building out there in Slidell. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, my, cause, cause, cause Kango had came up with Tell Me Why, he wrote yeah. the whole song, right? Okay. And I was like, uh, we had tried some other females singing it, and I was like, listen, bro, we need that the, raw. We need that the, raw. we need the female version of what you do. Oh, okay. The female version of what you do is Miss T. Uh-huh. I said, I have to we go get her. Out. So we had a concert out there, and all of us was in the building, and I'm talking to Miss T. She was like, I don't want to mess with no music. I'm like, Miss T, you gotta do if you this. do this song, I promise you, just do this one song, I promise you it changed the whole thing. So, you know, I had to convince her once. Twilight, come, come on, yeah. Twilight. I begged so She came, did I it. I begged She came, <clears throat> did it. Smash hit. Smash hit, yeah. And we wind up so like- So we dropped that yeah, primetime yeah. album. With, but- with, Without People prime time. without well no prime time was actually <laughs> on the whole yeah. album but not that record but not, not the single right. right you know what I mean the single had to be partners in crime because we would have the, the, drive, the, yeah, the drive, drive of the label right, right. people mm-hmm. wanted to hear the partners in crime sound so we had to figure out how could we continue to give them the partners in crime sound and not Put over, out a whole overwhelm album. them with partners in crime because you know how most artists they'll drop you know two albums a year three albums a year. We never wanted that because we didn't want to wear ourselves okay. out because right. all we are is partners in crime. Right. So if we keep dropping things under partners in crime, people eventually are going to be like, oh, shit, I'm getting tired, tired of it. Right. So the way we did that was we gave everybody partners in crime through other artists. Yeah. So we dropped Features. New Orleans Block Party, which was a hot-ass song. Yeah. yeah. How do we piggyback our artists off of that? We dropped Tell Me Why with Miss T, but right. we say primetime. So it was on primetime. Everybody had to go buy a primetime prime album, album to get, get that. that song. Right, right. So we made and created an artist that made people say, oh, I love that song. What is that? Tell me why. That's on primetime album. Yeah, they was confused for a minute. <laughs> but they're not realizing, yeah, it's primetime. Y'all it's, love primetime, but it's actually just partners in crime right, right. and this T on the song. And y'all had learned uh, quite a bit from Big Boy. From the Big Boy. Oh, yeah. How to, yeah, how to keep moving. Albums right, out yeah, and keep right, it going. Right. Yeah, so, now, so now we have New Orleans Block Party, which is a huge success. Yeah. We have Tell Me Why. Correct. Which is a huge fucking success. What's the next thing after that? We looked at our friend Dejon, which y'all know Dejon, yeah, mm-hmm. and said he said he wanted to rap with two of our other friends. Yeah, drama and we squad. Said, you know what? Y'all a drama squad. Right. So they got in the studio. They worked on their album, and when they worked on the album, they didn't have a single. So me and Mina looked at each other Check and said, "Let's uh, let's do the single." No, which actually was Pepper Boy. Pepper, yeah, Pepper Boy. Yeah, Pepper Boy. Now that was another occasion where it was Partners in Crime, but you featured it. On, but it featured it, was it on, on, drama, on the Drama Squad album. So when you went to get, when you said uh, Pepper Boy, that's why a lot of people say Drama Squad. That Pepper Boy, that was rolling. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the yeah. Drama Squad album. The Pepper Boy was rolling, but it actually was once again Partners in Partners Crime. Crime. Yeah. I, yeah, that was a we, we seen the match. It was a sign. Like, play parts of the crime. We seen the maturation of just artists <clears throat> into executives. Y'all was so slick. Right, right. I mean, we was trying to make business work. You picked this up from Big Boy, but you got to attribute some of this to Rob Shaw. A lot of it go to Rob Shaw because Rob Shaw trusted us enough to know that we can do what we do. Our whole career goes to Rob Shaw. And I can tell you that, honestly. Rob gave us game from the time we came into Big Boy Records. Right. When everybody else was like, okay, they doing bounce music, and these guys was over here doing uh, hardcore West Coast type right. vibes, and they was going to Cali and all of this. Rob said, you know what? Y'all two, y'all come with me. We're going to hop in the back of this Benz, with the, and we with drove. The, with, with the springs With the spring out the popping seat. out the seat. Yeah. And we drove through all of these back Ch- town. Chitlin Ch- 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 Circuit. Chitlin Ch- 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 Circuit. Right. right. And he brought us to these clubs, introduced us, gave other music to the people, 
you know, let them know who we was. These are guys, partners in crime. And we wound up going back there to do paid shows. We kept right. doing that, kept doing that. So Rob Shaw always did instill in us the business. What was some of those cities? Like, of like, like Jackson, Mississippi, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, Little Rock, maybe. Little Rock, Little Rock, Gulf Coast. It was a whole southern region. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Pretty uh, much is what he took us throughout because he had a lot of connections. You know, Rob Shaw was the owner of uh, Club Sensations. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Plus, yeah. he played football. Right. You know what I mean? Played big football, almost had a pro career right. before, you so, know, he yeah, did he all knew, that. He so knew he a knew lot, a lot of places, people. right. So he took us uh, along that whole circuit and just gave us the game about everything. He taught us about management. He taught us about going into these places and meeting with these people. What, what would you tell uh, young artists um, about the performing at these smaller clubs to really proliferate their career? The smaller a lot of times they just want to stay right here and not understand you can yeah. build a fan base yeah. elsewhere and here at the same time. Right. I feel like the smaller clubs appreciate you more, especially when you go into these towns, because what you have to realize is everywhere there's a big city, right? So when you go into these little country towns and Meridian and all these Mississippi towns, they all talk about the big city. What's going down in New Orleans? What's, or what's going down in, in Atlanta? Atlanta? Whoever, whatever your in-between spot is, is the big city. That's the big city. Uh -huh. So when you think of, you know, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, and all of these other places, those people in those areas, the city has big influence in those areas. Oh, yeah. You know, when oh, they yeah. say New Orleans, this is how they do it in New Orleans, they want to get down with that. So when you go to these areas, these people are not used to seeing people come to yeah, the they city. Embrace you. They embrace you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They know like, you know, this city here, everybody love these dudes in the city. They are somebody. Mm -hmm. So when you go to these country areas and you perform in these places, these are more intimate spots than just performing in a big nightclub right. with a thousand people or 500 people. You're going into this place and performing for these 150 people who... But it goes back <clears> to, <throat> it goes back to which, what he's saying is, it starts with a nucleus, right. and a nucleus is getting a fan base from where you're at because it's hard to go somewhere else when nobody knows you in that other spot. Right. Mm -hmm. right. A lot right. of artists try to skip, skip, skip right. steps. Yeah, skip yeah. steps. They like they don't want to build somewhere, and they just want to get to other places. Like you know what right. I'm saying. But at the end of the day, you got to build a nucleus, and then once you build that nucleus, right. it makes it, it makes it easier to spread from right. that point on. Like, and it's sort of like it's the same thing. I mean. And 90 something, you know, you guys were screaming our name on the radio, you know, Partners yeah. in Crime, Partners in Crime. These people in these areas still hear it because the station could reach out Carry, there. Right. So yeah. they never saw us before, but they keep hearing everybody talk about Partners in Crime and they're listening to the music. But when we hit that town, I tell you the whole dang town was in the building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And they, were, they weren't just regular, they weren't just regular fans. Mm -hmm. They were fans that fanatics. I mean, yeah, fanatics like, fanatics, Lord, yeah. he's here. Yeah, right, right, like, right. how you, can you, I get you become you bigger? Know, like, you become, yeah, bigger. You become bigger. Yeah, so that's the relationship we we built with you guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I can jog your memory a little bit, we were Wolfpack Entertainment. Right, right. right. We, that's, know. That's, 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 we know that's, Wolfpack, man. Wolfpack. That's, Wolfpack. You know, I mean, we have a a, a podcast now, but we, mm -hmm. you know, one day we gonna sit down and put all that. Right. On. We gonna put Your it out. Your wives wouldn't have wanted y'all with that wolf pack. They wouldn't have wanted y'all. <laughs> <laughs> wolf pack. Them girls wouldn't have wanted y'all with that wolf pack, bro. That you think about it. I didn't even tell you. I Don't love you, baby. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> 
but, but we built we built a relationship yeah. with Rob right. by, by by putting on these shows and having you guys come out. Mm-hmm. Right. And we would show up, and they would be at the door in these small country towns. They would be at the door. They would be lined up. Right. Nine o'clock club doesn't open till ten. They're right. lined, they up. lined up. We still trying to get the money straight. Trying to get you know uh, Wayne was a draw. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you hear you hear Wild Wayne on the radio talking about partners in crime. Mm-hmm. Going to be there next Wednesday, when Thursday, whenever it's going to be. Yeah, they coming it's out. It's an excitement. It it's out. an excitement. So, so it was a total draw. Right. So so what you guys are saying is 100% true. Right. I would sit back and just be like, man, check this shit out. Right. It was some work, bro. It's a science to success. It's a science to success. People just don't understand it. They try to skip these steps. And skipping these steps make you lose something and you right. don't understand what it you know like how you did it but with us we was understanding actually what we was doing that's why people was like how y'all keep doing it is because it's a science it's and we just keep you had a formula yeah right. we had a right. formula right. we just keep sticking with it so so speaking of doing it we we we, we have south coast mm-hmm. we we came out with uh prime prime right. the drama then we came squad. with the drama squad right. when did this one we become that's what i was getting at. i went to i we went to in whispers i went to whispers Club Her, Whispers was Club probably Whispers. the most phenomenal club right. in New Orleans right. history. Right. 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 I'm going to just put that out there. I, I'm so, going as far as saying the South. The stories I could tell. Right. We so we, we was in Whispers. I hear a weeby song. Your pussy smell like onions. Oh, yes, I'm talking to you, right? I'm like, I'm talking so, to you. So I tell yeah, but at that time, I, so, that's what it that was it. So right. it was just, he was saying that. And, yeah, uh, it was like, a lot uh, of chants in the song, yeah. right? Because he was a dancer. Right, yeah. So it was a lot of chants. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, she wasn't my wife yet, but, you know, she, she was, was a dating. girl. Yeah, it was my girl at the time. Ooh. So I'm telling my girl at the time, which is my wife, and I'm saying, look, I say, uh, man, that little dude is a star. I say, but he's giving away too much. I'm like, he... We had this conversation. I'm like, he's giving away he too much. He had like five I'm songs like, he got in one. Five one songs in one. Yeah. So I say, I'm, I'm going to meet him, and I, I call Weeby and Whispers, and I say, look, bro, I want to work with you. He was like, for real? Like I'm like, yeah, he was with Mobile Joe at the time. I don't know how that went. I Mo guess it wasn't gone joke. really all the way mm-hmm. right for him at the time, or he felt like, you know, or whatever. So I brought him to South Coast. Big and Kenneth what? and Joe. Right. And mm-hmm. Mobile yeah, Joe. Mobile yeah. Joe. Rest right. in peace to Big Kenneth. Right. Yeah. So they, you know, we bring Weeby over and um, we just start working with him. And um, he had it, the song, um, uh, he, he had a chant where he used to say, Fit Wall Weeby got them hoes off the heezy. Turn around, touch the ground. Bend it over easy. Fit Wall Weeby got to take him off the heezy. But he used to keep saying that one little, that one thing. So instead, instead of us making a song of that, we made him start his verse off with that because people was familiar with it. Mm. He but, had a little dance move. Yeah, with yeah, him to, too. Right. do the right. fifth, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's when we produced. That's when <laughs> Full Pack did. Um, I really want you. He didn't even want to do that record. Was he didn't even want to do? Listen, he, yeah, he this had, dude told me. I, look, we had a group called Endow. Endow was that singing. was your group? Yeah, yeah that was she a group was, that was, was on South Coast. That was the hook. They did the hook. Yeah, they did the hook. I really want you. Yeah, yeah so I'm hook. telling him, like, this is the song. You need to do this. He was like, man, I don't really I don't like that. that. So that was their song at first? No, it was just, we wanted them to it sing was the actually, hook. It was actually gonna be a, part a song of the that, yeah, it was going to be a part <laughs> of the crime, crime song. song. I really want so, you? Yeah, I wrote the hook. Yeah. So I, I told him he, he wrote the hook and Dow sung it. I wrote the hook and Dow sung it. Okay. So we was actually that was actually gonna be a partners in crime, crime song. song.
with me, you can creep with me. I'll be up in the six double outside to see how you be with the three. Ah. So we told Weeby, now instead of us doing it, once again, we can't keep dropping partners in crime zones. Right. Uh-huh. We had to put Weeby on it, but Weeby was able to stand his ground on the beat. You right. know what I mean? He didn't so want to do it though. We you didn't want to beg him to do that. What, song. What, was that why was it not his? No, he just felt was like not his style he, he was like a he was like a chant rapper. He was a chant rapper. So and he was just rapping over. We were putting something in song mode for him. He hadn't honed different. his skills yet. No, he, yeah, not we just, put songs in song, song mode, mode. So we mode. had a hook, we had a, a verse, cor- a, a, and then we had a bridge, and then we had that's why you get the can't go. What you tell him? Tell me when you're ready to go. That's the bridge. Baby, you can leave with me. You can creep with yeah. me. Yeah. We had a format of hook, bridge, this, uh, hook, verse, bridge, you know, right. of like that, you know? What? what uh, uh, that song changed his career. <laughs> nah. Right, right, right. Because that song's still dope yes, today. Right, yeah. right. It's a classic. Right. 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 See, classic. I'm, not, I'm not musically inclined. I can't rap. I can't sing. I can't do none of that. That's not mm-hmm. what I do. But... You guys are actually building songs, right. but you guys are building songs in your head for other people to perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once we see what they can do, then we feel like once you, you yeah. make a good fit. For so you're song. thinking for them. No, yeah. you know what? A lot of writers, really good writers, mm-hmm. they can kind of put themselves yeah. into yeah. that, person, that, that other person because they right. know what they rap about. Right. They know so their style. Now delivery. we didn't write. Now we once, didn't write Weeby's. Verse. verse. He wrote his own he wrote verse. His own but we verse. structured everything. But and you set it up. I mean, you basically yeah, teed yeah, it up, right, and he yeah. hit it out the park. Yeah, yeah, just like verse, to take yeah. it to the hole with his song. We structured the song, and we came up with the concept and everything. But we actually wrote his own verse. verse right. You know what I mean? To the take it to the hole and all of that. Yeah. Right. Named his album the whole night. Yeah, right. we named the album. Took the album cover. Yeah, which no was clue. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So when we dropped Fifth Wall Weeby, we actually dropped Miss T. Album during that same time. What don't, get was mad, that? don't get mad. Get don't even. get mad. Get Come even. On. And that's what fucked them. And it, it, it was about her attitude. Oh. It was about where she was at. A lot of people that's don't know we where that song don't came from. Don't get mad. Get even. So it like, was just... like, where did fuck them other hoes come from? That was on the album we dropped with Miss T. Miss don't T. get mad. The fuck them other hoes, oh, cause I'm down for my hoes. Yeah, she had took them out. Now if you from that girl, wall, say fuck a hoe. Fuck them. Yeah. So so y'all done went from Big Boy to South Coast. Yeah. Right. And y'all dropping two artists now at the same time? Yeah, we yeah, were driving back, them yeah. off of shit. We were driving them back to back. Yeah, back to back. We was trying to do the No Limit, man. Because... You know, we was trying yeah. to do the No like, Limit because we was competing with a No Limit. I had no, no clue. Limit. I had no clue. No and limit. Was it was money to be made. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Around that time, P no was dropping clue, the artists yeah, like... every month. Every month. Like, this, you know what I mean? This is crazy because... We're in the same circle. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that, uh, that y'all were dropping them. I mean, I knew the albums. Right. But or, or maybe I just wasn't conscious enough. But I'm going to tell you enough, why you wasn't but, conscious enough. Because you was getting hit with other artists that you didn't know we was even writing or doing yeah. it for. You right. just, when you heard Fifth Wall Weaver, you like, damn, this Fifth Wall Weaver yeah. is hot. But you didn't know, but you didn't yeah, know yeah, that Partners in Crime actually just I, produced I, it. I, <laughs> 
I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we was, we was, we was yeah. producing. So we, we even had a little slim over there. We even man. had a little slim for a while. Yeah, I got a little slim. Right. We was about to drop on um, Holly had, Grove, let, right? Let the streets be the court. Yeah. Right. So we had went and got him, like, you know, right before he moved you know, to, uh, Cali. to, to California. We didn't get know? a chance to drop his album. Well, mm-hmm. What happened with that whole situation was South, Southwest. D- distributor Distribu- distribution yeah, distribution they, they, they went they went out of they they um they filed um bankruptcy, bankruptcy. Right. Yeah, they had a lot and of people money and we had money. a lot of money to pick up was, a lot of people money. we had a lot of money to pick up but yeah, I had a black ice album around right, that right, time. Right, right, right. <laughs> but during that era man we took all of those artists we put them on our back we ran with it because we felt like we were getting our feet wet in the music business because we always knew that we wanted our own label right so when we had the opportunity to come in with South Coast and produce these artists, that gave us more confidence within ourselves. That we could do it. That we we were able to do it, especially when we did do the, uh, we wrote the song, uh, Shake It Like a Dog, for Kane and Abel, Kane and Abel right. on their album. And put Weeby so, on man, it. Come on. When and we put did, Weeby yeah, on it. When we wrote Shake It Like a what Dog. What club were we doing then? Uh, by Xavier. Right. Uh, uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. It was before Rockefeller. Uh, no, it was Rhythm City. City. Right, yeah. right, right. So yeah. That's when we, we met Yin Yang Twins. Right. <laughs> so when we, we did that and we were working on a Fifth Wall Weeby album, we had dropped Weeby right before I wrote the song Shake It Like a Dog with uh, Cain and Abel. So we were thinking, how could we catapult our artists and get them to the next level? So we said, okay, we're writing this song for Cain and Abel, Shake It Like a Dog. Let's throw Weeby on it. So that we can get Weeby on the video, Cain mm-hmm. and Abel and them gonna promote it out the roof. Right. You know what I mean? And we're right. gonna and we're gonna have another artist that's made. The remix yeah. for Mystical came later. Yeah. So yeah. I still like the original version better. I'll yeah, say that. Of course. I like the Mystical version too, but in the club, the first version the not first better. Version. To right, me. right. 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 That was the original. Right. right. I so, still stick by that. I love Mike. Mike, my man. Right. But so will y'all take now? Now I know you're pushing these artists out. You're producing. You're writing. Was Partners in Crime taking some time off? No, it no, wasn't. We never. had no time off we never at that took time. time. Y'all were still putting out your own We were still putting out our own music and still working on We be hounding and We was working on the be hounding What were the albums that you guys put out on South Coast as Partners in Crime? Not as contributors to everybody else. The How many albums did you put out on? We just put one album out on South Coast. No, we didn't. We did. We put out on. Oh, no, we did two. We did two. We did the We Be Hounding and we did the one with the. The World Premier. No. We did World Premiere. Yeah, we did World Premiere. We be hounding. We be hounding. Th- this and, is what's uh, known as a good problem. The and the one, one that we're right standing, the one we're standing <laughs> on. This is a good right. problem. What you want to do? What you want to do? What you want to do? We did three albums on South Coast. Y'all, y'all can't see this. Y'all can hear it though. Yeah, but if y'all can see this, they're looking at each other. It was three albums. Like they looking at each other. Like man, we don't put out so much music. But what else? Now, who were all of the artists that came out on South Coast? So all of the roster of artists. So you say Drama Squad. You had Fifth Wall Weeby. Miss T. Miss T. You had um, partners in crime. Partners in crime. You had uh, Salco Shorty. Salco Shorty. Um, mm-hmm. She was from Holly Grove. Mm-hmm. We did a little bounce we song on that her. Right what fast. song was that? Yeah. That was. I, uh, yeah. she, she didn't really pop off. Yeah, I she, remember. But it was, but like it was a, a bounce song. I forgot. I think the name of it was Twerk or something. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. But we we, had we, him, we put together and something we like had, quick uh, with that. Master Smoke. We're going to get smoke. our uh, oh, Where my baby daddy at? Wow. Your baby daddy at? Where my baby daddy at? Yeah, we had Master Smoke. Where your baby daddy at? 
We did a bunch of stuff together. We did Buku shows together. Yeah, right. so you know how smoke. smoke. So yeah. we actually put that smoke song out. South Coast dropped that. Yeah, smoke. We was, was working crazy. with Trey too. We was we was working on Trey dropped the album. Up. Trey dropped the album yeah. with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Trey dropped. We the got album our with us. Uh, crack uh, research staff working on that South Coast shorty bit. So, give us a second. South Coast shorties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she had a nice project though. We put nice project, we shared man. some shit. What was the name? Hot girl by any chance? Hot girl. Yeah, that was the name of it. We got a crack research staff here, man. You know, we employ nothing but the best. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't remember everything. What man. happened with South Coast? Well, South Coast folded it, once. South, once that South Southwest went down, the went distribution. Down. Yeah, because yeah. we had a lot of we tied put a lot of, a lot of money yeah. tied up in that, you know. And a lot of artists started feeling like when they, you know, when they went bankrupt, a lot of artists was like, "Where my money at?" And we was like, "Look, bro, we, we're getting a check from Gonzalez." Well, first South- of all, let me go back on that. Before Southwest even folded, <clears throat> we had the. The Cain and Abel thing. Right. With Cain and Abel, the Shake It Like a Dog song. Right. But after the Shake It Like a Dog song, we got a call from Cain and Abel, and they said that uh, Weeby. it was like, uh, say, bro, did y'all tell Weeby he could come sign with us? And we was like, well, we don't know what you're talking about. So Cain and Abel came down to New Orleans, and they sat down with us, and it was like, look, Weeby's saying he wants to come with us. We know y'all just dumped a shitload of money into him. They didn't put him on a Shake It Like a Dog song, but he wants to come with us, and Roll with us. When you say come with them, where were they? Uh, they they had their Rouge. own label. They, they were in Baton Rouge. Most wanted. They had yeah, most, most wanted, wanted records, wanted. and it was so in um, Baton Rouge. Weeby, Weeby wanted to go wanted with Ken and Abel them because yeah. he felt like they would have did more Give him a for better opportunity. Gave right. him a better opportunity at that time. Mm-hmm. So we that's when we let Fifth Wall Weeby go. We told him if you wanted to go, go with there, Ken you and go Abel, there, go right. ahead. You know what I mean? Right. How does that operate? I mean, so, we could have kept him on contract because he was contract signed, but like I we said, didn't do that. we didn't, wouldn't do At the end of the day, it, it operates like, pretty much as, as what you want. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we, we could have kept, kept it on contract and, kept and, and negotiated something else, but like well, I, I said, at the end of the day, don't you don't really want to be there. Go ahead and you know move I mean? on. And then we weren't worried about it anyway because, I mean, God honest truth, we wrote. 80% of the album. Right. So, and, and we were still artists. Everything. Yeah, we so were still we were artists ourselves. So, you know. So we felt like, you know what, if that's where you want to go, if you feel like that's better than you, then. Just go ahead. So, you, you, Kane and Abel had that much steam? Well, no, I mean, they didn't. They the, the, didn't the have the steam. Like a, the Shake It Like a Dog song. The Shake It Like a Dog song was, doing was great off. It was on right. fire. Yeah, right. it was doing great for so, That was a big record. And it was a good compliment to have Weeby follow up off of that. Yeah, because now we didn't put Weeby on there, but we put Weeby on there because we were about to drop another album to make him bigger. Right. But they felt like in the end, since he wants to come with us, we could take that steam and run with it as well. So you guys were, were partners with this distribution company? Yeah, with Southwest. With Southwest. Yeah, Southwest yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, the way you I mean, it distribution. They just did distribution They were distributors. Southwest distributed everybody. See, why I'm asking that is, because people that's listening don't understand that the distributor and the record company are two separate entities. So let's give them a quick one-on-one for those that may not know. Uh, but the record companies are independent mm-hmm. of the distributors. Right. There you go. And and so, this is kind of a, a antiquated system because now we're streaming and all this other stuff is a little bit different. Right. But these companies would get their music and they would receive a cut right. to get it out into all the mom and pop stores and or the bigger stores. Right. Um, for their leg work. Right, right. And then they would cut them a check back and hopefully there were no returns or no anything return. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You had to so keep a so little money words, aside for reserve. In so many words, although we are the independent music company, when we get our product pressed up. They created it? Southwest. They yeah. distributed yeah, it. Yeah, Southwest would get it and they would distribute it to everywhere. So if there's a store in Atlanta that wanted it, they would order from Southwest. Southwest. What, we used, what, what distributors used to do back then, 
they used to send out one sheets right to all record stores all over the world everywhere that they service to let them know you know partners got of crime is coming out, they right. gave you a description and it also had a barcode right. on there the one sheet had the barcode the description some right. some highlights and stats and right. and a Cover, a, copy, a, a copy, copy of, of the, the cover, cover to see right. what it looked like. Right. Then that's how they made their orders. Yeah, so right. then they'll call Southwest and say, okay, I need to order so many uh, 500 copies. Of right. it. Later that became EPKs, which right. they started to send out digitally. Right. 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 So so now that they're they're debunked, they're mm-hmm. out, right. what do we do? The internet. No, what, what did you what do? What did you do? Oh, because, what did we do? Oh, okay. What did you well, do? So, so after that, after that, once South uh, Southwest folded and we stopped the South Coast thing, me and Mina said, let's do our own label. We did Crime Lab Entertainment, mm-hmm. which is the, where we dropped the hard hitters. Yeah, we uh, the compilation. Compilation mm-hmm. with uh, Soldiers, Successful Five, Soldier Slam, Slam, and a host of other yeah, artists. Cool artists. You know Lil I mean? Wayne, right. Squad Up. So, so the city Everybody. still has more artists yet to be discovered, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, they have right. a whole Y'all lot just more. birthing them. Oh, Y'all right. just yeah, pumping yeah, them out. Right, more, right. Man. Well, yeah, I mean, we, that's where we came with the Block Burners at, actually. Like the Block Burners was the first group. Block Burners, and they came straight off of your 9 o'clock props. Yeah, they was one of the first groups that actually... Uh, that we put out because we was working with the choppers, the ju- I mean, uh, jubilees and things like that. And people started saying that the word in the street was partners of crime, like work with people that's already hot. I, I, I didn't like that. So at the end of the day, I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to take an artist from scratch and show them that this is really a gift at what we do. We know how to pick them, bill them, and put them out. You know what I'm saying? So right. Blaze was calling me on the phone when I was at South Coast, but he, he just wasn't ready at the time. Mm-hmm. He, had, he was soft-spoken. They he used to be killing a 9 o'clock. They was killing the though. props, but he wasn't ready as a right. as an artist. He's a little bit yeah, more to an artist strong. besides just rapping. You got to right. be able to do a lot of other things that come with it, and he just wasn't ready yet. So when we left South Coast, it was like, you know what, Blaze? I think y'all going to be... Y'all gonna fit what we trying to do, you know what I'm saying? So let me put y'all on and let's work. So I worked on a project with them and and actually put together a project for them. Um, Kango wrote the hook, and we put. I say, look, instead of you singing the hook, Kango. Let's put the new hottest artist on it, so we which was Magnolia Chop. <laughs> so we put Magnolia so Chop on it. Young ladies, come on right. and work that thing. Mama, you this can is work a- that thing. If your old man tripping. This is a testament to, to the to the abundance. Of, of of talent we have here in the city. Oh right? yeah, man. Yeah, man yeah. You know, I mean, I'm you... gonna go, but I'm gonna put this out there because, and this may not be a popular statement. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, first before you uh, say I, that, I, this me, is the me, Unchained me, Podcast. Yeah, so I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so much talent here. But in this particular era, there's so little guidance. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And there are a lot of artists doing, I mean, amazing music. Right. Uh, but they don't have. Like mentors, they don't have a partner in crime. Well, a lot of them don't know like to listen, this, bro. They don't I'm have a partner in crime to to, to they grab. They don't them. have no managers out there that are real managers, right, right. like that right. that are going to promoters or radio stations or to record companies and saying, right. "This guy's amazing. You right. have to listen." Look, and, a lot of and keep knocking on that door. Yeah, right. they, they don't have none of that. They don't. And right. it's a lot of 
the now artists that are just like, uh, you know what? I can do this I by do music. myself. I'm high. I watch it. I watch them on YouTube and I right. watch them on this. But there's like really, really talented young artists young out artists, here right, right now. Man, I, I'm always amazed. But there's so little guidance uh, right People now. wonder, and this is and a perfect you, example like yo, of what like you're saying. You're telling me like, man, y'all did this artist, this artist, this. Like, I didn't even know that you guys were right. like, I, I knew... I'm booking partners in crime. Right, right, I need right. y'all to come for an interview. Right. I need y'all to be yeah, right. this show. As I didn't know y'all was doing all, all, all of that behind. Right. Y'all was very all. instrumental in a lot of the structure and the, uh, the the architecture of New Orleans right. hip-hop yeah, music. Yeah, I didn't right, even know right. that. And it's Foundation. still to this day when you think about it, you know, a lot of artists when uh the Jay Jones when Jay Jones first came out. Shout out to Jay. A lot of people was looking like, well, okay. They had artists that came out around that same time, but the guidance that Jay Jones had. When right. Jay Jones first came and said that he wanted to rap, and he told his dad. That was part of that guidance, too? Yeah. yeah. We, we well, say that part. We're doing the timeline. PTY yeah. Young and all that. Yeah. Okay, so, we'll bring you back. Andre Perkins, yeah. all that. So, so, so. Um, we, South Coast folded, Crime Lab so came, Crime Lab started, and uh, we started. Block Burners. Well, yeah. Let me break that story down. Give me the well, Block Burners. The Block Burners, we, we put together an album with them. But at the time, we were signed to UTP Records. You know, with Juvenile. Juvenile, with Juvenile had signed us. You know, the, the story with Juvenile was Juvenile came to us in a club, him and Corey, and they was like, Look, bro, I like what y'all are doing. I'm going to give you some money. That's what Juvie said. Well, money's always good. Juvie said, I want to give you some money. So, you know, me and Kango talking about he it. Miss T was in a, told me. Listen, Miss yeah. T was in a mix of that too. Like, you know, like, yeah, talk to Miss T. So we was all talking about it. I was like, you know what? I think it'll be a better, it'll be better if we go under his umbrella instead of just taking the money. With because crime lab? Not, no. not just with crime, like just, just going to UTP. UTP Let's just get it's, our popularity. Juvie was trying to give us money, money for to us do to put our our our, into our label to blow up. Right. Which I which was mad respect and mad love because listen, I mean nobody's listen, gonna just come to you and say I'm gonna give you money. You prior know? to that, when we was on South Coast, we had a song called Catch the Wall. We had Catch went to wall. Juvenile. Yeah, mm-hmm. we went to Juvenile, we was like, look, we want you to do a song. He was at the time he was still Locked up with cash, cash money. money. So mm-hmm. he was like, Birdman ain't gonna really go for that. I'm right. like, cool. So the, the minute that he left, uh, or say that he was leaving cash money, I was on his back. So me and Kango, we drove I'm gone, to Nashville. We drove to Nashville. We drove everywhere. We went to Shreveport. We went everywhere that three he was at. We went to three places. We caught him in New Orleans. Went from New Orleans to Baton Rouge, maybe to Shreveport. Then we wound up in Nashville. We were just following him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we got out there with Juvenile and we just kind of got him to do the song. He did the song. And uh, he was like, look, bro, you know, when he saw us again in the club, I think it was Rockefeller at the time. Mm-hmm. He saw us in the club. He was like, listen, bro, you know, I want to give y'all some money because I like what y'all doing. I like y'all hustle. I really want to back y'all up. I see y'all doing your own thing. I just want to help y'all out. So me and Kango talked about plus it. Plus he knew what happened. Yeah, plus he knew that. what happened. So at the end of the day, he was like, when me and Kango talked about it, I was like, look, bro, I think it would be better we go under the umbrella of UTP because Juvenile is a multi-platinum artist. You know, he can give us the exposure we need besides just the money. The money, mm-hmm. cool. And then Wendy Day gave us that inside yeah. information, and, too. And Wendy Day, because I, I talked to Wendy Day on the phone. Shout out Wendy Day. Yeah. yeah. And Wendy Day was just telling me, y'all seem like some nice guys, y'all cool. But at the end of the day, New Orleans have like a name, a bad where, reputation. A bad reputation. Right People, you know, I did the thing with Baby, you know, Pete did his thing. At the end of the day, a lot of execs not really trying to do music, do, 
do business with New Orleans. I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she was like, y'all seem nice, but it's just a bad time. Yeah. So she said, it's best that y'all maybe go under somebody, you know, if y'all can get on with somebody and then get y'all name. Somebody that's already, that's already on. Yeah, already and on. then just work from there. So you know? when Juvie offers the opportunity, we took all that in mind, and we was like, look, instead of, you know, taking the money from Juvenile, let's just go under him, under his imprint, and blow, you know, try to blow from there. So y'all so, kind of remained independent, but yeah, under his umbrella. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, we were still able was, to put out records however yeah. we was wanted. Was he helping y'all fund what y'all were doing? He was helping us fund the album that we were doing with him. With okay. him. Okay. You know what I mean? So in so many words, he took us under his uh, umbrella. Right. And he said, okay, I'm going to put a Partners in Crime album out, but anything other business that y'all have, y'all can, can continue do to do own. that. So we had the block burners. You know? So at the, end, at, at the end of the day, it was like, with us being on the road with Juve, I couldn't be in New Orleans to actually work the, the, the album. So who I go back to, which was Big Boy, because Big Boy. I know that Chuck puts money out when it comes down to artists that he believe in. So I had to go to Chuck and tell him, look, this is like the new Partners of Crime. If you like what Partners Chuck of Crime like do, that too. look, it's an opportunity for you to get the same thing if you invest in these guys so I brought him him I mm -hmm. brought him hardhead you know what I'm saying or mm -hmm. whatever yeah. and he was starting his new big boy thing or whatever he put the block burners on the radio the block we had a we they had a song up. we had a song that stayed on the song for six months that was the tell me why song it stayed on the countdown for six months at number one these guys come behind us and then they wind up putting a song out and it stayed on there for eight months. Eight months yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that was know. my countdown. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that stayed on for eight months. Oh, but I was proud because them dudes came from the 9 o'clock props. props. Right, right. That was right. from the Hey You What's Your Name days and they was always, let me tell you, mad respectful. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they good brothers. I had them at a bazillion shows right, and right. then they were doing their own thing as well. So right. I, was, I was always trying to so uh, reward the artists that were grinding. Right. If you could talk to those brothers, they would tell you, man. My thing was like this. Listen, I said, y'all, that's when y'all was doing the live remotes. I was like, bro, attack every live remote. They came to all of them. I, Everything. I was on them. I was like, go to every live remote. Make sure you it. let your presence be known as free promotion. And they learned how to speak well. Right. Come well. to the remote. Yeah, I mean, they well. put that on if y'all don't see it, right? Yeah, and then <laughs> if you look at them today, they're both very, very successful. They're doing good things. Doing, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Doing real, real good things. So Juvie helped you put, put the block burners out. Well, right. no, no, he no, didn't help no, 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 he didn't help you. Let me back up. Let me back up. I misspoke. While we were putting the block burners. You know, so you got the block burners together. under your umbrella. Mm -hmm. Then what? what, what, what? My, my well, the question, thing with this, my this, question this, this is, what happened with were y'all writing some stuff for Juvenile? Like, like hooks no, and stuff? We wasn't, we wasn't no. writing well, no, we was doing hooks. We did hooks. Yeah, we did, did hooks. hooks. I did yeah. a little management when Aubrey got sick. Right. Okay. Okay. Real talk. You know, I, but I did actually, a little that's management. Where, that's I booked some shows for Juvenile. That's actually where our writing careers started at with Juvie because once we got on the road with Juvie and we was writing hooks and Katrina you know, here that was mean people like that. Katrina that when y'all did the beats and hooks thing that's when Kango we was doing the beats and hooks. and hooks I remember and around that time that. that's when uh, that was the company yeah. for people that don't know that was the name of the company yeah, beats and hooks, hooks that was another it was a publishing company. That, yeah, that's it. Beats right. and Hooks. It was a yeah, yeah. yeah, that's when Kango started so that's when we started Beats and Hooks because as we traveled we started getting more and more people that were saying damn that's fire and out of you know that's why I love Juvie to the day. He would actually sit there and that's tell him, yeah. that's my dude. dude. He that say, did he that. He made them hooks, bro. He yeah. made that hook. 
And they'll be like, who he? And he's like, man, it's Kango. And he'll be like, Kango? He'll come out there and they got a bag for you in there, boy. You better, <laughs> right, right, right. You right. better go in there and get that bag. You need a hook. Go, go hook the shit out of him in there. You heard right, me? Right, right. So I go in the room and sometimes I never knew who these people were. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I, like when I first, you know, when I first hook know. up with them. I mean, I first, I didn't know who Mike Cameron was. Oh, from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. From Atlanta Records. Right, right, you right. know what I mean? Music group, Atlanta Music Group. Mike Cameron's very, yeah. very powerful you know, player. Oh, so, senior vice, right. yeah. senior a &R. So one day I'm in, a, I'm, I find myself in a hotel with Mike Cameron and Trey Songs. Going to write, writing right. session. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't know hold who. Hold on, hold on. Trey Songs. Now listen. I remember being on a bus. This was before Trey even. Trey yeah. wasn't even. Jew was like, man, they got a little youngster, bro. A little boy from Virginia. Yeah, he, he nice. <laughs> do do the juvenile. He was on boys, a bus. Bro. He was on a bus with us for about two years. I mean, about some months. He was just yeah. doing R&B mixtapes. He was tapes. just running. Like, no, he was tapes. on a bus just we, running with us. I'm right. talking about. He did a drop for us. Uh -huh. Like, like you know, from the we first have, time he met us, yeah. from that first initial time we saw him in that mm -hmm. hotel, right? Till this day, I don't care where we go at and see Trey songs. What's up? If he see us and he look at it and is like, "What's up, Trey?" Trey will stop what he's doing and come dapples and be like, "What's up, dude? No mm -hmm. time, no scene." You know what I mean? He's that. Right. He that kind of dude. Same, right. same, same with me. way Buck. Right, right, right. Same way Buck was right. when, he, when he was uh -huh. with but G Unit. Buck we, could see us anywhere. What's up with y'all, PNC? You know, like just right. come holler. You know, right. we knew Buck before he got with the G Unit because he was signing UTP. So. Right. You had a relationship so, with some of these. Kids we were right. sitting in writing sessions with Mike Karen. At that time, Mike Karen had in bought hmm. bought us on board. Uh -huh. So you know, every time he had a session, he'll be like, you know, I'm gonna fly you out to Atlanta. You know, and sometimes Fiend used to be in these sessions. Yeah, but he was a because he was writing, right? So um, that's my other little brother. After that, um, one day we go to uh, we go to Miami, and we're in uh, Circle House Studios. Uh -huh. And you know, that's where. Uh, T Pain, T -Pain Cool and Dre, everybody, all of Miami's yeah, big yeah. stars was Ross, recording Trey, there. Trina. Yeah. yeah. So I go in there one day, and uh, of course I got my company Beats and Hooks. So um, the uh, the owner of this label, he's sitting in there. I don't know who he, you know, who he was. His name was Castro. You know what I'm saying? So I go in the room, and Juve's like, my dude got Beats and Hooks. So he's like, I like to hear a couple of them. Mm -hmm. So I go in, I break out my CD, boom. I put it in. I had a song called Money Round Here. You can find me in the club, bottle full of pop with a couple of bad bitches all over me. Mm. 90 carries on my wrist like what? We getting money round here. And this one, auto tune, just like, came in play, first right? hit. Not too many people was, you know what I mean, on to it. Right. But T Pain was out. I'm about to say that sounds like something. You else. know what I'm saying? So I play this song for him, and he just blow his shit. He's like, "Oh my fucking god!" He's like, "Dude, you staying here in Miami?" So I'm like, "I ain't staying here with you." So I'm like, "Dude, we're gonna get on this bus. We're gonna talk the business to him." So dude, like, "Oh no, you staying here in Miami?" You start, yeah, I mean, you start shelling out some bread. You start shelling Secure out some bread. Like, you know what I mean? So at that time, that's when I landed my first placement. Placement. Uh huh. And my first placement was with T Pain. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So they took that song and they were like, look, we want T Pain to sing the hook 
versus you singing it. Of course, because T Pain is way more popular than right, you. Of right, course, right, you're right, an up and coming right. kid. You got this great sound, but we want T Pain to, you know, sing Same, this song. Right. So that's where my first placement came wow. in. First now, placement now, came now before, in. Now, before we, we went out mm. there and actually did. I mean, well, we did that. But we was doing the song. We for was the doing no. We was in. We was in. in um, we was in. We was in the venue. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we had this company that offered us opportunity called AQP, right? Mm-hmm. With Tyson. With Tyson. Yes. Yeah. Another quick production. Yeah. Right? Another quick. Yeah. Production. So I, I was there from jump. You know. Right. I was, right. Right. So right. we had just left, rest in peace we, to we Tyson just, as well. We had just left Juvenile's label. We just come back from Korea or whatever. And uh, Juve was just more like, I'm not doing it no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just go back to being like Juvie. My, Juvie. Yeah, he had know? to take a rest yeah, from the UTP, the label, the, the whole label thing. Right. You know? So we wound up coming back home or whatever, and J-Dog was actually working in the studio with Tyson, and he was like, look, that's my dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, let them come over here. So we come, we wound up coming over to AQP, started working with them. We wasn't really signed to them, but we was just right. doing business with them, right? right? Right. So that's where we, you know, that's where C. Smith came, came into the play again. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we had we already knew C. Play. Smith from South Coast, right. but he went to the service. Then he comes but home. But Juvie was still in the building but, recording with us because he had a well, room Well, well Juvie wound up coming he in the building at the in. time. Because right. we was already in the building. And then Juvie came into the building. And got a room right next and got door. A room to right, like, let me slide in, in here. You you said J-Dog. J-Dog is from J-Dog Black is Menace. Black Menace. That was on... Big boy, big, big boy, right? Okay. Right. So, but we had a relationship with J Dog from neighborhood. Yeah, our I, relationship I didn't come from Big Boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew him right. since. You know, I grew up in Hollywood. That was my big brothers. I know? just wanted to tie in the Black Menace thing. Yeah, the Black, Black Menace. Menace don't get their props. Yeah, 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 it was awesome, man. Right. Props, man. So, awesome. so they, uh, you know, J Dog was already working over there. He was like, "Look, bro, I need, you, you know, want y'all come over here and work with us?" Like, okay, cool. We we come over there, start working with them. Then Juvie calls and say, "Look, bro, I'm, you know, I'm coming back to home. You know, this is all after Katrina." So we was like, "Look, Juvie, won't you come?" You know, get a spot. Yeah. You know where we at? We got a lot of room for you. So Juvie come, which we knew that. And Juvie, they got a club, and they got some money circulating. Yeah, they got a club. It's just a lot of stuff. We had a bunch going on. It's a lot of stuff circulating around there. Right here, right. So we met C. Smith at the time, and you know, with us being off the label with Juvie, like you know, you know, we was you know free to do our own thing. We right. come up with the song so attractive. What's your name, girl? girl, girl, girl. I'm so attracted to you. you to you. Smith actually produced the produced So Attractive that. song. I remember when y'all sent me that record. Mm-hmm. It took one listen. Right. Yeah, to it was, know it was that, dope. That was Some only, people thought it was T-Pain. It, it was, was dope. I, it, <laughs> it was took dope. one listen. I was like, oh, this bro, is y'all this got is one. Right. Lord, y'all right. got one. Like, immediately. Like, Dude. some records, like, just as, as a DJ, you get a lot of music. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to listen to a record a couple of times. Ah, well, maybe... Women will like this one, or maybe you know guys right. will like this one, or maybe teeny teeny bobs will or like from this the jump. One. You knew, yeah. This what? is everybody. Listen. This is everybody. And I had done an interview with NPR around that time, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "This is the record that is going to be 
the snapshot of new New Orleans music. Mm-hmm. I said this on the interview because right. you were right. In order for bounce to keep moving, you gotta go. To it's elevate, gonna have right. to elevate, right. have uh, an elevation, right? right? So it's gonna have to have some tracks that are not just Trigger Man because right. before it was only Trigger Man Brown beat. Right. Everything was just a variation on that. And I also was saying that it's gonna have to have some rap rap going on, right? Right. And I was you like, that's so the- pretty, you so fine, right. and I'm See, so on you, you and, so And fine. so enough, bam. Right, right, right. What, what, what did, did, did- And y'all shot the video there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. shot the video yeah, there. Yeah, we did everything at the But video. during that song time, when we did that song, and it hit, that's when we got the uh, call from uh, Mouse in Baton Rouge. Right. Uh-huh. And he was like, look, dude, I got this track I've been working on. And he's like, dude, I don't know what to put on it, but he said, I know this will sound good. For Lil Boosie. Right. Right? Uh huh. Right. So he sent me the Better Believe It track. in the studio <clears throat> and we uh wound up coming up with a you better believe it you right. better believe Boosie it and young jesus yeah i, I, I want to so, touch you on something right because, before right before Boosie went to jail yeah right? it's right before Boosie went to i want to touch you on something because the dude is, is near and dear to me mm-hmm. what did you say c smith, c. smith. produced that that, that song yeah, you were talking so about attractive so right. attractive c yeah. smith yeah the, the guy that we work with on a right. daily yeah, basis yeah. he's on the wild way unchained Right. He right. produced that song. So Mr. Do everything. Mr. Do everything. Yeah, he he produced so attractive himself. Wow. It was only right that we worked yeah. with C. Smith because, like I said, before he went to the service, we had met the guy when we was at South Coast. Right. And he left. You know, it was almost like he let us hear some tracks then. We was like, dude, dope. Dude, good. But then he was gone. Left. I saw him for Mardi Gras. He was home. I'm like, what's up, bro? We need to work. He was like, let's like, get come back together. Over. Got his number. This Boom. We, 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 we go in the venue. Look, I got your boy number. Remember C. Smith? Yeah. Let me call him. Mm-hmm. C. Smith came oh, over. We, we actually put him on a payroll. Mm-hmm. Asked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had a couple of we had a couple of uh so he actually worked as an engineer in yeah, our studio. In, in studio. So so how did the So Attracted record come together? The So Attracted was, record came together from It's a beautiful the, record. The just, initial hook. Right. We already knew that the autotune sound had just popped in. Right. And yeah. everybody was wondering how the hell T Pain did it. You know it was, I mean? was vocoder, yeah, which was later vocoder. became mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, auto yeah, yeah. Right, right. So we hadn't already had the ups on, you know, how to do it. So I was a vocal artist as it, you know, as it was. So when that happened, um All right, I was looking at that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so anyway, we came in with the hook. Uh-huh. And we knew that we wanted the hook to be, you know, tuned out. Yeah. So when we came up with the hook, we tuned it out first, and then we let it play over and over, and that's mm-hmm. how C. Smith did the, you know, what's your name, girl? Dun, dun, dun. I'm so attracted to the dun, 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 So we was trying to figure out how could we make 
a fire beat in it, and we at first we wasn't going the bounce way. Okay. You know what I mean? Because we was we was like thinking of like a, a different a song, something song. out of the norm of mm -hmm. what we would usually do. Mm -hmm. So when we came up with the strings and everything else with the and all of that in the song, we just had that and we used to listen to it, playing it over and over with just the melody and just the words, you know, what's your name, girl? Mm -hmm. Then we came up with the idea to bounce it out. Right. So around that time, the guy Blazer. Mm -hmm. was, was really he was like, just starting to come track. yeah track, he was just right. starting to come into play so we said okay we're gonna use this new kid blazer mm -hmm. put him on here and let's see what he got so we took that and we sent it to blazer and when it came back mm. oh my god yeah, it was like oh that's it You're like okay Listen, I, I went i went to uh the casino uh the masquerade yeah i was doing masquerade and i heard around uh, that time. i heard uh <laughs> i heard uh captain charles he played it two times uh -huh. I mean, he played it, played it again. I was like, Kango. Look, I called Kango. I said, look, we got one. He said, dude, Captain Charles. I said, Captain Charles played it two times in a row. The crowd went Notice like, he always call me and I'm in bed. Yeah, yeah, I be out. <laughs> Kango, he younger than me, but he was like, old man. I'm like, Kango, boy, I just left out the uh, masquerade. I'm telling you, we got one. You know, he was like, for real? I'm like, yeah, bro, he played it back to back. I knew the science of it. I know when DJs gravitate to a song and how they spin it, it reminded me of like how they did Pump the Party, things of that nature in the beginning. So I was like, this one, we got one. So right. I came told him and, you know, we yeah, just kind of like see it, take, take, take his but legs from there. I really first. thought that So Attracted was going to be a major national record. Right, me yeah, too. Right, they say right. it still sounded, it still, they, they I mean, say. People still say we can drop it today. They say it still had a local appeal. Yeah. Like a lot of, listen. We had deals, bro, in 94. We had a $3 million deal in 19... It was bounced, they said. 94. They said... In 94? $3 million. No, not 94, 98. 98. My bad. 98. Because uh -huh. I remember the date. November 1st, 1998, they called from Universal and said, we're not going to be able to do the deal with you guys. You that know was through saying? Atlantic. The same that people that Cash Money had signed with, they were looking that at us Universal. as well because... Universal. Well, you're talking about you, the Universal I'm talking about deal? Universal deal with Dino Davelli. Yeah. That was in 98. Yeah. That's that wasn't, what I'm talking about. No, you say Atlantic. I'm saying it's not Atlantic. It's no, not Atlantic Universal. Yeah, that's right. right. Dino the Valley. Yeah, yeah, Dino the Valley. Yeah. When Cash Money was looked at, we were looked Dino. at as well. It's uh, Sylvia yeah. Rhone and all those yeah. people around that so time. When Cash like, Money was being right. looked at, they was watching deal, us too. They was watching us too because you have to know we were selling the same amount of copies. Right. right. But the thing about it is, around that time, Big Boy Records was actually about to break up. But Cash Money Rex was still going strong. Right, right. So right. Cash Money wound up signing that deal. And when they signed that deal, then they came back at us at us as an independent artist because after doing their research, they found out that we were selling more copies on the label than anybody else. Right. So right. then they said, Okay, we want to do a deal with partners in crime as well. So we're gonna fly you guys out here to New York. Right. And sit down and have this talk with you guys. So we fly out to New York. Not me. Well, he 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 didn't make the flight. It was me and Rob Shaw. Uh -huh. We fly to New York. We get the business together. Everything signed, sealed, and delivered. The first thing they asked us was, once you guys sign, can you go on tour with Cash the Man. guys from New Orleans? Y'all know uh, Brian and, you know. And Slim so, and Ronald. Yeah, so Ronald, my right. first words was like, yeah, yeah, we'll go on tour with them. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So they were like, okay, everything's going down. Lawyers in, are in contact with each other. Every day we're talking about paperwork. Okay, you guys need to sign this, need to get this over to us. So once I found out that the deal was going to be worth $3 million, $3 million uh -huh. but it was, I think, a million 
up front, and then the rest was actually in promotion into pro- product the, promotion. The, the promotion as far as the album, mm-hmm. you know what we need promotions to do. and marketing. Yeah, promotions and marketing. He, he calls know? me. So at that time, when there's a P and D deal. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. anyway, when that happened, I was like, okay, they're giving us a million dollars up front. You know what I mean? This is just for us. So I'm happy as shit at the time. You say, Kango called me and say, look, all the money you got in the bank, you can spend it. I said, how much you got in the bank? Go spend it. Go spend all that money in the bank. You know what I mean? Because we we call yourself a man. Actually, I called you off the airplane. Right. I I, I, I balled out. You know, around that time, you had to have a card and swipe. <laughs> so I balled out. Swipe. You know what I mean? Swipe. So I was like, call yourself a million-dollar player, right? Yeah, million-dollar so player. What he said? During that time, we were supposed to sign the deal. We were supposed to go on the road with Cash Money Records. So I'd say about three weeks into that deal, we get the call from Dino, which he remembers the exact November date. November 1st. Yeah, and 1998. 1998. Yeah, so Dino was like, look, bro. He's like, I, I, I feel sad to say this, bro, but he's like, it's Man, not going to go down. So right. we're like, what's the deal? What's the holdup? Like, and he's like, look, baby came in here and tore a fucking hole in the exec's ass, screaming, saying that you guys were this, you guys were that. He didn't want to be on the road with you guys. That y'all is it's gonna be sabotaged. Yeah, They're yeah, trying right. to sabotage Cash Money Records by signing y'all. So I'm like, well, goddamn. I, I mean, I could we could talk to Baby about this. This shit is that's like you know our old shit that's that we war, went through. Water like, under the bridge. We're, we're going on to another level now. Right. You know what I mean? So Dino was like, nah. He already yeah. said, if y'all sign him, he I'm pulling yeah, my whole roster from Universal because it's a conflict of interest. They say baby made them sit down and listen, listen to, to all of our prior stuff where we were dissing, you know, cash, cash money, money and mm-hmm. things like that, which I don't have no problem with. Hey, I mean, because hey, of the UNLV stuff. Yeah, yeah the UNLV stuff. It was what but it was. Right. UNLV was no longer on his label right, right. once he signed. They you know even, what I mean? That well, they deal. weren't even really a group, Harley, because Yellow right. was dead by then. Yeah, Yellow was right, dead. Right, right. And this was what, was what was told to us. You know what I mean? Wow. So during that time when that happened, that killed our whole deal. We were supposed to go on the road with Cash Money, so the next person... You know who was in the spot? Nelly. Yeah, Nelly the spot. Nelly took that spot. Yeah. Wow. And Nelly, that same spot that Nelly took, he went 12 million. He sold mm-hmm. 12 million records. Went diamond. Country grammar. Country grammar. Right. So, but no, is... no, no. Listen to this. Let me go back to this. <laughs> oh, man. Let me go back to this, right? Wow. This is where the vibes, the vibes collapse, been told collapse, this, right? You so, told me. so look, I know what you're about to say. We're signing. Remember this. I know this. what you're about to say. We're about to. We were. I'm, this is how. This is how far this goes back. Remember, we were going to sign a deal with Upper Level with mm-hmm. the a lot thing, right? Yeah. During the time of us signing that deal, we get a call from St. Louis mm-hmm. to come rap yeah, in St. Louis underneath the arch. Right. Key of the city. Bro. They gave us the key to the city. Key to the city of St. Louis. And y'all were with Upper Level. It was the Upper yeah, Level. Yeah, this right, was right, before right. we us even got the, the deal. Twins. This us is before the they even uh-huh. called for the deal. Us and the Ghetto Twins, right? Uh-huh. So they give us the key to St. Louis. So anyway, after all of this happens, they the said, "Key to the city." Yeah, yeah St. Louis and St. So, Louis. <clears throat> so uh, we didn't get a chance to lock that deal. And the next person, the person that got that deal that we were supposed to have, was Nelly. Nelly. Uh-huh. So then I begin to listen to the styles, right? So you can say, you can find me, Jonathan Gardner, you know what I mean? And then you come back, my name is Kango Slim, sometimes I act a little crazy, that's because you used to have your own baby, now you think you got your own old lady. Everything sounds the same. I am. 
question. You been, you this told me question. that. You, you've been told me you that. Did? So right. like, yeah, he's been when told Nelly me came to New Orleans, right? Right. right. Me and Swab Bob mm-hmm. did him at the warehouse, right, on Earhart, right. All he had was country grammar at that time. One mm-hmm. song. And the St. Lunatics was, you know, cheerleaders then. Right, right. right. We, now I had the warehouse on Bubble Bubble. Right, right. Right? right. right. I was there. Me, Glenn, Manny, yeah, I was there. Right, right, Money right. Fresh on the ones and twos. <laughs> we was there. We was right. doing Fat Foam Fridays. Right, right. We had just done, uh, 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 time uh, out. Time, time out. Jim Crow. We had time just out. done, uh, <laughs> Jada Kiss. Time we, out. Someone got something to say. Time out. Say time out. What happened? There's, there's no uh, Kango without Mina. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no P without C. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me mine. Right. Okay. It was, <laughs> you going to give me mine at this table. You ain't just about to shoot over my head. Wild he Wayne, said, while Wayne, Wayne had sure. I ain't had I nothing. Sure. The wolf pack. The wolf pack. Give me me. Give me me. I continue. Uh, now, I will say this. Wayne, Wayne was and has been the mastermind behind the majority the of things, things that Wolfpack does. Yeah, right, Continue. Right, right. Keep the party um, going. So um, we had done all of this big promotion mm-hmm. on Country Grammar. It was new, but I was like, man, people on it. People in New Orleans were not on Country Grammar yet. Yeah, I, I had right. jumped the gun on it. Right, right. Swab said, we're going to get a, a truck bed and put him on the back of the truck bed with some hay and mm-hmm. ride up and down, down the lakefront yeah. to try and get some buzz on this because Nelly was, you know, a little yeah, heartthrob yeah. or whatever uh-huh. off the MTV BT yeah, the and women, I think the, the box, women, the end of the, the box women or whatever. Loved them, right, right. The women loved them, right. And uh, right. that was the only way we could get the girl and Suave had a pool at house. We did a pool party right. just to get people buzzing yeah, about it. And, and I did an interview with them. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, this country grammar's blowing up. That's dope. You got the muscle cars in here. Mm-hmm. In the video, woo. I said, but you know, that sing song rap. Sound familiar. That's like Partners in Crime. <laughs> right, right. Like that's Kango's limb. Right, right, vibe, right, right. And uh, this wasn't, right. a, this was the behind the scenes part. This wasn't right. on the air in the interview. Right. And he's like, you know, we listen to a lot of Partners in Crime in New Orleans music. Right, mm. right. And I was like, you always told me that. You always told me that. Because, you know, he was like a little sports guy. He was a baseball player or something like that. Played ball to football, too. Right. Wow. And and, and Cornell. Right. right. (laughs) And and I always felt like just another piece of the influence of of New Orleans music, but specifically Kango and Partners in Crime. And I never say that, you know, a lot of people, they like to ask, you know, do you feel like he stole your style? I don't feel like he stole stole the style. He borrowed. It was just something he liked. Uh, Even if he didn't, the similarities of it was so close to where it's like, you know, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I didn't that. know the universal <laughs> part of all of that. Yeah, we had right. all of this key, orchestration right. behind the, the scenes for him to have leapfrogged y'all and kind of emulated right. y'all to take that right. same space. My That's God. what happened, crazy, bro. Eh? They, they, they took uh, it from us and they gave the space to Nelly. Crazy, bro. Yeah. Golly. I didn't know. Right. Well, Wayne is telling me something that this, I didn't know. That's why we're doing right. this podcast. And we run together you know all what, the bro, time. This is one thing. Let and, the and truth this is why, be told. This is why I think we were able to have a longevity the way we have. Because think about you being able to change 
your family and getting a million dollars. Just think about you getting a million dollars and you know that you'll be able to make a change for your family, yeah. your kids and things like that. And someone can just come along and just say, hey, I'm going to take that away from him, you know, behind stupidity or whatever it is, right? So we had to battle with ourselves on a lot of levels. Hmm. You know, you got you got the devil on this shoulder right? Mm -hmm. and you have the angel on this shoulder, right? We chose the way of the fucking angel. Right. Right. Mm. No matter talk. how much we cried, you know what I mean. No matter that how was much hurtful, we cried, bro. did you go spend all that and money? How many bank? times? No, I didn't spend nothing. Oh. How many times? I, I no matter it. how many times we cried, because I can tell you now we cried. Right. It was, it was hard. We felt it like was, it, was, it was hard it was for us. Bro. You know what yeah. I mean? It was hurtful for us. Y'all ever talked to baby again? I talked to we baby. talked to him, but I never talked to, talk to him about not, that not about situation. That, but I just talked to not baby as a man, not yeah. about not about that situation. The situation on why, like right. I went. Listen, that same day that Dino came to New Orleans, Turk was shooting a video in uh, on a on a on a wolf. I think it's in me, La Woody, or whatever he had uh -huh, that song up. It was so his first. Uh, I told single. Dino that day, like like because I was letting Rob talk, but then Rob was you know Rob kind of soft spoken. He I was, was like, listen, diplomatic. Bro. Yeah, I walked in. And I was like, listen, bro. That problem is not that real. I'm about to show you right now. He said, yeah, I'm going to Cash Money Video. Well, let me come with you. We went. We went out there. That's actually when we went to do the, uh, we also asked for the, the Juvie song around Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, I didn't even ask for the Juvie song. I went past Juvie because Juvie was kind of like right. saying baby, baby wasn't going to do it. I, I, I said, first. baby, you do it. He said, yeah, I'll do it. I said, I want you and Manny Fresh on it because I felt like if I can get the big dogs on it, right. the, the Indians going to follow from that point. But mm -hmm. that's what Dino really realized. Yeah, he that saw that. Wasn't yeah, that serious it wasn't that serious. Still, because baby came to me and I mean? talked to me around all his goons. I went out there. They were shooting a video. Walked to him. He was on the wall. He had to bend down on one knee to speak to me. Because the wall was a little higher, right. so he had to bend down. I walked up to him. I said, "What's up, bro?" I said, "Bro, like we having a problem. These people not trying to give us a deal because of blah 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 blah." I talked to baby one on one, man to man. He was like, "No, Playboy, we can get that straight. You know, there ain't no issue." Give me, gave me his number. All right, when I come in town, we gonna talk. We gonna get this stuff straight. We never, which never happened because never when he came, him. I called him. He answered. He 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 answered one time. Yeah, I'm about to pull up at the House of Blues right now. I'm out there. I'm waiting to see him. I want to talk to him like a man. He we never in. Just put yeah, it like this. Never we never, we never had a chance to ever yeah, talk to him about it. Yeah, we never talked to him about it. Once right. that happened and Dino said what he said and then Nelly one moved on to that position, that was pretty much a done deal. It was deal. done deal, right? It was, like, it was nothing else that could be done from that point. The bigger so part the, the bigger bigger in us was I, I, like, the, listen, nobody can't stop what God got planned for us. That, right. That's what I used to always tell Kango. I say, listen, what God right. got planned for us, nobody can't take from us. So... That's not our deal. Even though we felt like it was our deal, it's right. really not our deal because if it was our deal, we'd have got would've the been deal. In it. Wow. So you know? from that point on, we continued to push. Right. Mm. And that's when we really realized like, you know, how evil some people are and how they think and how people wish bad things upon you and how people, you know what I mean, wow. would take a situation and turn it, you know, into something else and how, you know, this crab in the bucket mentality really really works like you know so with dealing with that me myself i prayed on it you know what i mean and i just decided to say no matter how big you are no matter how much money you got i'm gonna show you that i'm gonna continue to be a staple of my city right. and what i stand listen for. at you know the end I mean? of the day <clears throat> master p and baby right both of those guys come to us and they, they, they shake our hand as men. 
we we might not have the millions that, that they have, but at the, end, at the end of the day, they respect us to as respect the men. Right. And that's 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 yeah. bigger to me because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like they I don't, didn't sign. We didn't sign with Pete, but Pete called us privately. Yeah. To California one time and shot. Not Bass. California. L- L- no, that was that was that was, that was, that was Texas. That was Houston. Yeah, he we called us privately. Your house. He uh-huh. called us privately to Houston one time. Bought us outside and shot some hoops with and us. And talk real talk and with us. Just talk real talk with us. And at the end of the day, I mean, his talk was like, look, bro, I know we've been through some things in the past. You know, and he's like, man, you know, I don't have time for the bullshit. And I know y'all don't either. He's like, y'all here for a reason. You know what I mean? And he said, I just want to commend y'all hmm. for not being ass kissers. Yeah. For, for and he put talk. it straight yeah, like that. And on, he right, said, right, I'm going right. to tell y'all like this, like men. He said, I'm looking at y'all in y'all face now. And he said, bro, I'm telling y'all, I respect the fuck out of y'all. Right. He said, y'all didn't sign with no limit because y'all had y'all own preferences and y'all stood up like men to be whatever y'all, you know, whatever y'all felt like, you know, y'all needed to stand on. Y'all right. stood on that, bro. Wow. And he said, until this day, I still respect y'all. I respect y'all music and everything that y'all do. And he says, hey, bro, I thank y'all for being out here in the studio with these artists because these artists actually look up to y'all that's in this studio. Huh. So he said, I want to start off by telling y'all that. And he wanted to say, he said, I just want to shake y'all hand, bro, and let y'all know that I respect y'all, man, and I love everything that y'all do. Wow. Also, at the end of the day, here's this cash I owe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got that money on us. And look, like, and look cash even, even with you know baby, I mean? bro, baby mm-hmm. be, you know, I see baby. I, look, baby be slim. baby. We saw yeah, Slim, be, right? Baby be baby. We saw you Slim. Know? Slim was like, man, what's up? I'm like, what's up, Slim? He was like, bro, listen, I respect y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking like, that's all it's about, bro. Like, right. as at a man. At the end of the day, that's it. At the end of the day, you respect you know? me as a man. You talk to me like, you 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 talk to anybody else, right. and, they, and it, they know the difference. They know that we ain't like the other ones. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They know we ain't sell out to actually get on at and the then end of the day. I, I could be mad at baby, then I can't be mad at mad baby at because no. I'm gonna tell you this. I ain't mad at him. He he had just signed his deal, right? He's protecting. He's threat. protecting. Yeah, he's it was protecting. A you know, it was a threat. We bro. we were, we could have been we could have been a threat. <laughs> we was to what a threat, he did, <laughs> but we weren't trying to be a threat. To yeah, what we he wasn't did. trying to be. But it we, was actually time for New Orleans to rise, to and unite. we felt like you know right. what we're about to rise, unite, go get this money, and bring it back to the city. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody looks at those things differently. Right. right. Um. So. Um, after that, <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. that's right, an amazing that's story. Yeah. So we, we uh, need and, part three. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thinking about. Huh? We gonna need a part three. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got we got a few minutes. And then so and then so attracted. And then uh, the 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 last piece, I think, uh, is the evolution of partisan crime. Right. Right. So. This story is amazing. First yeah. of all, um, the things that you've done and accomplished, right. and music has changed drastically from when you guys first right. started. Hell yeah, right, yeah. Right, you got to right. think about it. Look, we're doing a lot. We started doing a lot of shows with a lot of people like Trombone Shorty. You well, that's what, I mean? that's what I was getting to. Now you have a, a band, a, a, another piece after So Attracted. Right. I think maybe you sent me the record, this footwork record. Yeah, yeah footwork right. record.
another record the very first time I you heard, heard it, it. Right. And I told you, bro, you got another one. You know who produced that album, right? Uh, Trumbo Sturdy and C. Smith, right? C. Smith. Right? And Trumbo The Jones. very Sick, first man. time I'm I heard telling you, The guy that's up that in the dude, control room bro. right now recording that dude, he dude, produced dude. that. I don't know if yeah. you remember. I said, you about to have a, a yearly anthem. Yeah, you told, yes. you told us I that. I said this. Yeah, you told us right. that, right. And it's one of my favorite Mardi Gras songs of right. all time. No knock against the meters and Professor Longhair right. and all of these other great Mardi Gras records. Footwork is your song. Footwork is your song. My right. head, my leg hurt. Dude, I don't, I don't care about right. footwork. And that came about because once we had done So Attractive and all of these other things, people started to book us on gigs like, you know, with Trombone Shardy and things well, like that. Well, you started doing more. Uh, cultured events, maybe yeah, more more cultured and more festival, and you needed type a, 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 a different a different a different swing, for right? That, but right. me and Mina, we were at a, a point in our lives where we were actually changing Evolution. as men, yeah, as men, evolving. Right. We were evolving yeah, as men, as men. Right. fathers, so, fathers, husbands. I did. This is this is where this is where it all, I mean, just hit us. Troy booked us. Troy is trombone shorty. Troy is trombone shorty. He booked us in a showcase called Red Hot Nola. In New York. Uh -huh. Red Hot Nola, New York. In right? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. This was right after the juvenile thing. Was that B.B. King's? No? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. This is the Brooklyn uh, Music of uh, music, music, music Academy. Academy. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Brooklyn okay. Opera Music. Something. It's yeah. called BAM. It was called yeah, BAM. BAM. You know what I mean? So anyway, we get off the road with Juvie. Troy books us in this event to come along. You know, as uh, one of the New Orleans well, entertainers. Yeah, he, he so had, we uh, had uh, Dr. John, we had uh, Irma Thomas, Irma Thomas Ker Kermit Ruffins, uh, Ivan Neville, Neville right. Rebirth Brass Band, Trombone Shorty in Orleans Avenue, and Manny, Manny Fresh. Fresh. Right. Okay. So okay. Manny Fresh and Partners in Crime was the two hottest hip hop artists that they bought to New York for this, right? So when we get to New York, it's like our lives did a change within that day. A 360. From the time we got to New York, we went to different stores and yeah, started buying different things, right? <laughs> he didn't buy a baseball cap. He bought this other type of, uh, like, a, what would you call it? Like a, a marine yeah, like a, a marine hat soldier, or something like, like a soldier hat or yeah, something like sailor, that. Sailor something hat. that was a little bit more classy than just a, I, a fitted on, hat. I had it on the last interview. Yeah, he had it on on the last interview, that blue right. hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he actually, he bought one of those okay. hats in New York. Peacoat. Right? Yeah, and and he, he bought a peacoat. It was evolution. It was yeah, so yeah. look. Yeah. I get that. Because he was cold or he was trying to... I was cold, but the but people... He, he I did, switched it, it up. It just was swag. Right, it just right. was switch... It was a switch up time because we were performing with... On another scale. Dr. With John. A different, a different group wanna, of entertainers. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really want to be, you know, hip hopped out. Like, uh -huh, you know what I mean? Right. Fitted hat, baseball, jersey. We didn't want to be that way. So anyway, I'm walking along the streets of New York and I see this hat. This very same... This hat that you the see... Apple, the Apple cap. You know what I mean? Right, no, yeah, it's called... Right, that a, hat, right. Yeah. <laughs> a so, Kango hat. Yeah. Well, actually, it's, not, it's a Kango, not a Kango. Right. It's, it's called a new hat. Now, these are the hats uh -huh. that guys sell on the side of the street in New York. Like, mm -hmm. you could buy it for $5. In the, in the garment right. district. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anywhere you, anywhere you are when you walk around New York, there's always a vendor that sells sweaters, yeah. scarves, or mm -hmm. anything. You know what I mean? So, anyway, I'm passing this thing and I see the hat and I say, hey, I like this one. I put it on. I actually walk across the street to a thrift store and I buy a blazer. Yeah. 
So I put on my sweater, my blazer, and this hat, and we went to do the BAM show, which was two sold-out nights at this show, where we performed with Trombone Shorty playing and the band playing. And then at the end of the night, we did this uh, finale with Dr. John on the, the pianos. And at the time, we was like, wow, we here with all of these greats. People are looking, they, they view us in the as same way as one as of their contemporaries. You know what I mean? As one of their contemporaries. So... So, you, so so instantly, not instantly, but instantly, you went from rappers to entertainers. Mm-hmm. Well, we was always entertainers. We was but, always but, but entertainers. The, but the transition, but I can as say people this, see you guys, you know, yeah. as pe- when this they see you with the baseball cap, they see rapper. Right. But right. they see you with the, with the sweater and they see you with the peacoat, right. they're right. thinking more it's, entertainers. Yeah, it's like, multi-diverse. It's diverse. Flipping the switch. Right. We flipped the switch. So from that day, we went to the Brooklyn Bridge. We shot a video that same day. And we shot a day. video that same day called, uh, uh, tell me where do I go from here? Uh, Searching for Fame. Searching. Searching. That Searching was the name, was of, the the name of the song. Searching. Mm-hmm. So we actually went to the Brooklyn Bridge and we shot a video Is it in out? Brooklyn. Yeah, it's out. I went, I went could, to my head. It out right yeah, now. It's out. It's dope. It's dope. It's out okay, right I'm now. Going, it's very, I've very never dope. heard it. We're going to push that one. With us and our uh, partner, Paul Revere. Paul Revere, right. Paul Revere is Bobby Marchand's grandson. My time to say that I finally made it. Wanna kick back with my feet elevated. Turn on the tube and see my face on the TV, known as one of the greatest. Excuse me, have you seen fame round here? And if you do, can you tell him I came round here? He shot his part in New Orleans. Yeah, he shot his part in New Orleans. And we shot ours in New York. So from that point of hitting that stage with the live band and Mm -hmm. seeing how those people reacted. With yeah, us, it was set out crowd. So two days in a row. How did they react? Oh, Dude, all, they were standing crazy, in the, on the floor. I mean, they was in the floor in the aisles dancing. And I'm like, dude, I've never did pump the party to a live band, but when right. we did it with Shorty. Dude, these people were out of their seats. Right. I mean, jamming, yeah. and it gave us a, a different feel. Right. So when we left there that day, said, even he said, he said. Man, that band was a different feeling. People react different <laughs> right, to right, it. Right. So when we came home, we started searching to put a band together. So we did our first gig with this band called Big Rock Candy Mountain at South by Southwest. Right, right, right. 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 I think I heard of them. So we did that first gig with them at South by Southwest, and that's when we knew we had to make some type of change. Was that the year we did the bounce thing out there at South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah, we didn't it take did, the picture. Remember, we didn't I come was there. Take, we didn't come take yes, the picture. I was in Austin. Right, right. we didn't take the picture we that did, time. The, the, we missed the picture. Correct, y'all yeah, missed right. the photo shoot. Right, mm-hmm. and because Magnolia Shorty, Frida, everybody else, Bakery Dude, all of them were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't so do it. We did that, and after we did that, when we came back home, we said, "Okay, let's form our own band," and we formed. That's how we formed Partners in Crime and the Big Easy Band. But we did that knowing. We didn't do it for the times that we was in because we were still really hot and relevant as hip hop artists. We knew that the future was approaching. Yeah, we we, we the we future set up, was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah we set the, up future for the future was here. Right. Right. So at that time, we're looking like, okay, Mike, we're in our early thirties. We know we're gonna have to perform with a live band as we go on in our future. You know what I mean? So let's start implementing this now. 
So every now and then we'll throw a show with a band, throw a show with a band. People started to catch on to it. And then y'all did Red Hot Nola? Yeah, well, let's listen to this. Listen to this. Can't go out of company called Red Hot Nola. Remember, the first show we did with Shorty was called Red Hot Nola New York. Right. When I got back home, I started my company. And that was the first name of my company was, is the name of my company is Red Hot Nola because that's when we made the transition. And you were doing the spots off of Carrollton Uptown, I was doing right? off of Carrollton. And, and I was doing one Eye Jacks. Jack. Yes. I was doing yes. everywhere. Southport, something like that. Southport yeah, Hall. Southport Hall, everything. Mm-hmm. But the concept behind Red Hot Nola Productions was to bring hip hop and jazz together like they did in New York. Correct. Most people didn't book us on the same plat on a, put us on the same stage. If they booked a Kermit and a Troy, they didn't book another uh, hip hop artist. Because you to know what? Because people down here a lot of time not that advanced. Right. I hate to say that. But right. I mean you could go back to the Guru Jazz projects. Right. Where it, right. Was it was a fusion of fusion of hip hop and, and jazz, jazz right. and international music right. to create a beautiful piece. So right. when we why not do it here? Right. So right. when we saw that, the idea was, you know what? Let's make them believe back at home. The right. people that think this can't happen, let's do it. So I formed right Red Hot Nola Production where I had Hot 8 Brass Band, Kermit Ruffins, and Partners in Crime in a Big Easy Band. Right. Right? It was an instant hit. Everybody, they showed up to the shows, they danced, they had fun, and we just kept it going from there, you know? So where does Partners in Crime go from here? This story is an amazing story. Like... I, there were so many things that well, we learned during part one and now part two. Right. Uh, and, and this this just further validates the fact to me that we got to keep doing these type of things to get these stories out because ain't nobody never heard these stories, stories before. Right. And we still y'all have been, a lot. Y'all been hiding these stories. I'm me, your partner. Y'all been hiding these stories on your chest. Me, myself. Where does part of the crime me. go now? Me and myself, we we two we two (laughs) individuals, right? So me myself, I love artists. So I'm 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 working with artists. I do this this platform called Slater Mike Artist Showcase. Congratulations on that, by the way. Right. And what I do is I give artists the opportunity to actually come do their thing. I do poets, I do singers, I do rappers. And what I do is I, I let the crowd judge because that's how we entered the game. Right. Off the Bobby Marsh and Gong shows where we actually did what we do. Yeah, brought it back to the Big Easy, yeah? Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Before the Big Easy, but a part of the Big Easy as well. So what I do is I let artists do what they do and I let the audience pick what they think is best and... Go from there. In, we go from there. You've been doing that Cafe Istanbul, by I the way. I do it at right. Cafe Istanbul. So, yeah, so right. how often every do you month. do that? I do it once a month. Once a a particular month. day of the I week, do, day of the, the month? I, I, do every, I try to do every second Thursday of, uh, of the month. So this month, if, right. if this come out in time, I'm doing December... 13th. No, not the 13th. December yeah, yeah. 14th. No. December fourteenth. Fourteenth. Yeah. I know my dates. All right. right, December fourteenth. So if you know if you if you hear this before the fourteenth, make sure y'all come out. If not, we doing January, February, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just follow me at Mr. Mina. That's M. That's what. M R M E A N A. Look at me, just that's right. M R underscore Mina. M R M E A N A underscore P N C. And I promise you. 
you will know what we're doing right. from here on. The up. bottom line is the bottom we're line both is pretty the, much doing the this. bottom line is no more Martell for him. Yeah, no more Martell for him. So, I know the date. So, um, man, he's been reaching out, helping artists. I, you know, what I mean, I trying with to the artists, bro. Yeah, he messed with the artists, and he's been helping out, trying to help them build an organic fan base right. for right. themselves. And I pretty much been doing the same thing, but on a different platform. Right. I've been working with more of the kids, the North Foundation yep. thing, and yep. you know, trying to get more involved in that side of things, on the political side of things. Can't say anything right now, but maybe in the next two to well, three years. Well, hold that, hold that, uh, oh, the boy is ghost. The boy is ghost. The one last thing we got to touch on. The boy is ghost. We got to touch on. If you know is, about power, the boy is ghost. I'm going to keep him close to my, close to me. Before we wrap up, the last thing we got to talk about is just the very pivotal piece that you guys put together last year. Uh, following oh, the controversial no call in no the call. Saints versus Rams, uh, was it NFC Division yes. Championship? Yeah, that was, yes, that yes, was yes. about to be Super Bowl. Right. right, Saints were headed to the Super Bowl. That right. happened. Uh, Sean really don't give he's a, a shit because he's a Cowboys he's fan. A Dallas yeah. fan. First off, first off, first, first off, let's let, so let's stop America's right here. Team, but they're Wait. not they're not upholding Wait. the American uh, let's, let's, standards. Let's stop right you know? there. Let, 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 now, let, let me qualify this because you out every time you say something about them, I am. the Saints are here to stay. Saints are here to stay. You know, you and uh, DJ Saints Papa, here to stay. you and DJ Papa, you Saints are here to stay. We'll put a star on y'all seats. I am a Cowboy fan. But I am a New Super Orleans Bowl. fan first. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, first. I, I, I am born and raised. <laughs> I, I'm from Shrewsbury, but I am down hard in New Orleans. So when we talk about sports, that's just a microcosm. That's just a mere 30 seconds of my day. Anything that I can do to promote the city of New Orleans is what I'm going yeah, to do. That's what you're right. For. Okay. Right, so right, so right. when you guys came up with the idea the of the boycott the bowl. Right. Yeah, I was on board. You understood it. I'm going to get him off the hook because okay. he was on the hook. But when we were kids, the Saints sucked. Let's right, put right, it out there. They did. Saints were really bad. Said, Mr. My, said so, Mr. Miami Dolphins. So I was a Dolphins fan, right? Because right? right. they were the only team that ever had a perfect season. He was a Cowboys right. fan. I'm still right. Am. Uh, right? My, one of my other partners, I don't know why he was a Tampa Bay fan because they sucked. Right. And then one of my other partners, Pittsburgh, Mark, Mark G. Who's mm -hmm. a head baseball coach over at Warren Easton? He he was a a, a Steelers fan right. because you know it was Franco Harris and all of them people or whatever right. Terry Bradshaw yada yada yada. But nonetheless, so we all picked those teams as youth, right? Right. But as an adult, we yeah, changed. You, so you I'm gonna changed. get you off the hook, right? Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you always got my we back. We did do the. Uh, but we did the. So this, the call wasn't made. The refs sucked. They made the wrong call. Right. Saints get jacked out of a Super Bowl appearance. Right. Uh, no one in New Orleans was happy about no this at all. Saints no should have scored happy. when they was in the red zone three Man, times earlier. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to cut his mic. What off. he said? I said the Saints should have scored it three times they was in the red zone. Oh, okay. yeah, it's all good. But yeah, that that I could not I couldn't sleep that night. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that along that with a hard. bunch of a bunch of us. But I I had wrote mm -hmm. I had wrote a post on mm -hmm. Instagram from the. Dictionary, mm -hmm. and it was a, a, a screenshot of boycott. Mm -hmm. The definition of boycott. Mm -hmm. We should boycott the NFL, right? Based upon the fact that they didn't they, make they the did call, that. right? The I thing put is, it up. It got like a thousand views. It was crazy. I went to sleep, right? And I didn't think about it anymore. Then you wake up and like Kang on them are doing boycott. What? <laughs> a boycott ball? 
That was awesome. It was, dude. Uh, but Brandon, it was, to be it, honest with you, it was just great minds thinking like I, it was. I, it really I, was. I hope. It really <laughs> was. It really was because actually Brandon put up a post right after two. Right. Who was Brandon? But Brandon Rizzuto. Okay. So Brandon, Brandon put up a post right afterwards, uh -huh. and he said we really have to do something about this, right? He said, we need to boycott the NFL, you know, or whatever, in his post. Mm -hmm. So when he put it up, I actually saw the post. But I say about 30 to 40 minutes afterwards, that's when Travis called me, Travis Laurendine. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, did you see what Brandon put up? Because we're all mutual friends. You I wonder know what if I mean? Brandon saw what Wild Wayne put up. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I'll ask him. But um, Travis called me. He was like, man, did you see what Brandon put up? And I was like, yeah. He's like, dude. We really could do this. I think we can do it. So we only had two weeks time. Wasn't much time at yeah, all. Yeah, to do it, right? So when he said that, me, Travis, and Brandon, we went to the office. We all sat down. We brainstormed of the things that we can do, right? So I had already picked Fulton Street for it to happen. I had not already talked to, you know, everyone that I had to talk to to lock that in. So I had Fulton Street locked Sick. up already. You know what I mean? So Travis really was shooting for Champion Square. I, right. I do remember that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Travis yeah. was shooting for Champion Square. But I think they they matter of fact, they put it out at first that it was gonna be at Champion Square, correct? Well, we were we were in we were in talks. It got leaked. We were yeah, in talks. It got leaked. We, it were, leaked. Leaked. we yeah. were in talks to get it to Champion Square, but we wasn't like total it wasn't, total, it wasn't totally right. concrete because we still had to raise the money. Correct. To make this happen and we had two weeks to raise it. So what we did was Travis started the show Sparker app to see how much momentum we would be able to gain. Mm. So when we did the show Sparker app, mm. we put it out there, we're doing Boycott Bowl. You know what I mean? More people and more people started to get on the app and they started to donate. That's when we started putting the artists together and actually locking it down it to was crazy. Street and making it happen. Yeah. So for those that do not know, so they put it together in uh, a little weeks. bit less than two weeks. A little bit less weeks. than two weeks. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just did a mad media run mm -hmm. to every potential outlet that was out there right. and uh, got some very key artists to yes. be a part of it to make yeah. sure that it was yeah. straight New Orleans right. and we raised. the event had so many people there thousands now, I, like, I'll tell you like thousands. this I know y'all were salty because the radio station didn't get on board but mm. I don't think the station I, th I don't think a lot of people knew how big it was going to well, be it, it, well, because it snowballed so quickly they didn't they that, didn't that weekend we had a second line yeah, 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 boycott bowl. It was like it a was Mardi Gras. It was, it was like events. a Mardi Gras. It was three boycott events, but our event was the main entertainment. Right, now, right. Event. And at Fulton, I mean, you it was the Fulton. whole. It was a sea of people. Right, and then our event was actually being thrown for a cause. Right, because How we looked at it like this: the money for Noah. for all of those kids that play football at the Nord Parks, that look up to all of these Saints players and that watch these games every week and, got and give them inspiration, they got shorted. You know what I mean? Uh, Even us as fans got shorted. Right, So right, right. we decided to tag Nord, Nord F and Nord C onto the event. Mm -hmm. And all of the money that we raised from it, we gave 100% of it to How Nord. much did you guys raise? We raised 57000 yeah. and a couple of hundred, close to like 60000 It was actually closer to 60000 Now, Nord, that's the New Orleans Recreation Department. Yeah, New Orleans Recreation Department. That's and you have the New Orleans Recreation Department Foundation. Mm -hmm. And you have the commission. Gotcha. So, mm -hmm. actually, we actually raised more. Than sixty thousand because when you look at the expense of the event, 
we still had to pay that expense, you know, and things like that. Right. So you could actually tag on another 30, 20 grand, 30. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 25 to 30 grand uh -huh. onto uh -huh. that, that uh -huh. we raised, you know what I mean? On that day. And it all worked out. We gave it all to the kids. So me and Mina last, actually uh, last month, we spent some of the funds from Boycott Bowl to throw the uh, national all-star game in uh, right. Joe Brown Park mm -hmm. in the new stadium. Awesome. Where we invited kids from Baton Rouge and surrounding Louisiana to come and compete right. for the all-star game. So they actually got a chance to play the winning team from Louisiana. You right. know what I mean? Kids from Baton Rouge, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. They all came together. And we were able to provide yeah. them yeah. all with sweatshirts. Right. Sweatshirts, North sweatshirts with the Boycott Bowl logo mm -hmm. on the side, man. It was just a, a beautiful experience. You know? If you're on my Instagram, you saw me wearing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me just tell you this. Um, none of that would have happened if you didn't jump out of that window. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I jumped out that window. If you didn't jump out that window, it was scary. I was if, looking like, hold if, up. If you didn't go, if you didn't go look for this guy, right. if Dejan didn't put y'all together, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. Big shout out to Dejan. It's, it's just always amazing to. Yeah, if I wouldn't have jumped out that window and went to that uh, to uh, Atlanta, Atlanta club, Atlanta in the east. Yeah, Mike and Walter. These kids wouldn't have had that. It's just amazing. If Bobby Marchand wouldn't have saw us walking away. Gave us a shot. Mike and, said, and <laughs> come back. Mike and Walter. Walter, Walter. Mike and Walter. If your mama would have shut down your show at the Big Easy, ain't no right. telling what I'd be doing right but now. But you know what? Everything happens as it's supposed to be, and I say yes. this so so frequently on this show is that the story is written. It is, right. and it's our job to go ahead and control the narrative and get the story out there. Yeah, right. Right. I want to thank you guys for stopping by the Wild mm -hmm. Wayne Unchained Podcast. Ah, Parties wow. in crime! Yeah, baby. Amazing, Let amazing. Let's part three, because we'll go to part three for We go ahead with part three, because we got more. We got more. My head is smoking. Yeah, um, we got even more. If folks want to follow your movement, yeah. what's your website, what's your... Your social media handles. I mean, the social media handle, if you're looking on Facebook, just go into Partners in Crime. We have a... And that's an N in the middle, not an A and D. That's just an N in the middle. Uh, Partners in Crime on Facebook, but if you're looking for us individually on Instagram or any social media sites, just look under Kangol Slim, K-A-N-G-O-S-L-I-M. That would be on Instagram or Facebook. And, uh, and I'm Mr. Mina, M-R-M-E-A-N-A -E -A -A underscore P-N-C. And if you're on Facebook, it's just Mr. Mina, M-R-M-E-A-N-A. -E -A -A. And there you have it. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by, man. We control the narrative here. This was That's amazing right. today. That's this good. was amazing. Uh, and if you've heard the show, if you're listening right now, uh, make sure and recommend it to your buddies so they can understand what's oh, really real going life. on. Yeah, real life, real so life. Partisan crime with the no flavor, uh, the history of this music. Shout out to everybody that contributed today. Shout out to Martel. Uh, shout out to uh, Crazy Waffle Bar, my girl Sinatra. Baby, that was, was good. I like that waffle chicken I, sandwich. I like the the chicken. But I, I see this sweet with Ray with the. I know you oh, like that Jack Daniel, huh? You all the on the shit. You, you like everything. I'll eat after six. Nah, he need to eat that whole pan. He's going to see some rigged tonight. No, I'm going to do some rigged, boy. But I ain't eating no more of this. I'm good. And shout out to C. Smith. Man, Super producer, 100. Man, my special, dog, my brother. Sergeant special Charlie. thanks to uh, Buck Jump Studios for allowing us to give us this platform. Shorty. Yes. Much yeah. love. And, and I got a whole bunch of little, real quick thank yous. Um, thank you to uh, Trombone Shorty for 
getting y'all out there in New York. Yes. Shout out to Baby and shout yeah. out to yeah. Master P shout for not opening everybody. the door for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Shout out. it made right. y'all work harder for what shout you did. Out. Shout out to Bobby Marshan for letting y'all come and do those gong shows. Shout you, out to Rob Shaw. Shout right. out to Chuck. Shout out to Chuck. All of those people that helped build and make Partners in right, crime. Hey right. man, we're forever indebted to every one of those people that you name because at some point they played a part in our career and made us who the men who we are today. Right. So we thank you for and that. And I appreciate you all. There you go. There it is. That's hey man, we coming with another episode of Wild Way Unsane the Podcast very yes. soon. Uh just keep us tuned in. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform we listen to podcasts because you'll be getting alerts when we got new ones coming out. Uh and that's a wrap, and we will be back. Be back. Thank you for listening to the Wild Wayne Unchained podcast. Make sure and follow us on social media at Wild Wayne Unchained. And for advertising or sponsorship opportunities, contact us at Wild Wayne Unchained at gmail.com.